been alive for four and a half centuries. I am immortal. In those movies where they say, make my day, or I'm your worst nightmare. Well, listen to this one. Rubber baby buggy bumpers. Ah, you didn't know I'm gonna say that, did you? Your move, creep. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. Even now, in this very room. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Doc. Uh, are you telling me that you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? We came, we saw, we kicked its ass! Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Film Feast podcast. I am your host, Matt Bledsoe, and this week we are talking about Highlander from 1986. Uh, to help me talk about it, I'm happy to be joined by a returning guest uh, who's back from our epic uh, Coen Brothers Bracket episode. Uh, it's Hayden Gilbert. Hayden, how you doing? Well, you know, Matt, there could be only one guest for this episode, and, I, and, and, and I'm glad it was me. I'm, so <laughs> I'm glad you could do this. Uh, people don't know this came together very quickly. <laughs> like we talked about it for a while but highlander but then like last night we were just messaging it was like i was like hey man whenever you're ready i'm jonesing for that highlander episode and you were like i could do this tomorrow and i was like i can be ready immediately i can be ready immediately (laughs) um man yeah so uh, also there can only be one coen brothers bracket winner and uh still a brother we're out there i've heard some i'm a little yeah i'm a i'm a little sore still even though i love the big lebowski but you know (laughs) <laughs> I, you know what i think about it every day i'm like i'm like if i would have just taken the bullet and like let raising arizona uh beat out um oh brother Wart thou on that first round i would have been happy that it didn't get so like it, it wouldn't have gotten so far i would have been like it's okay we've all set our piece on our brother Wart thou i don't have to pretend like it's gonna you know win or whatever <laughs> and we could i mean i could have upset some apple carts 
because I, I know I had you in my corner with Raising Arizona. I was firmly in your corner. I thought that was going to go into like the final four, Raising Arizona. <sighs> and also, I don't know why I said a brother route though. I, I applied that one. I kind of forgot Big Lebowski actually won. I think I'm still stuck <laughs> on the I'm still stuck on the whole Fargo oh brother <laughs> upset. Like I got I heard some I got some messages about that when people also worth my corner. It's like man Fargo. Fargo lost to a brother. I was like, listen, I don't make the rules. I was Look, there. <laughs> I, I I get it that Fargo is is the Coen Brothers movie. It's it's in the canon of great films. <laughs> I had to go with my heart though. And I'm just a boy from the South, baby. <laughs> I had to go with the brother, man. Uh, oh, but it was fun. Um, I don't think we'll do four and a half hours on Highlander. So that's uh <laughs> No, there's not a chance. Like, I love this movie, don't get me wrong, but I I do not have the amount of things to say about 18 different movies uh, for, <laughs> for, well, uh, for Highlander. Well, I got plenty to say about Highlander lore, so sit back. I cannot <laughs> wait because I, well, we'll get to it in a little bit. but I, Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to jump right in, but I'm very excited about Highlander. But uh, um, yeah, I, I, will, I will say there's been like a lot of Highlander talk recently. Maybe I'm mostly thinking, I mean, I might be like thinking about this because uh, F this movie uh adam brisky and robbie castrino and michael mayer all did like a little they do like a video series on that this movie youtube page and they did all the highlander movies including all the sequels which is oh, really a fucking trip into itself like <laughs> god bless them for going all the way through the sequels because um it gets pretty wild after a while but yeah so that kind of helped spur this too and i was already like highlander was on the list and then that happened and i was like i gotta talk highlander i watched i started watching the show again and uh, we'll get into it i <laughs> <laughs> so excited okay. um anyway but yeah uh you know as we usually do i so i've taken like a little break from recording so i have a bunch of stuff that i've seen recently i want to talk about i don't know about you um oh yeah yeah, yeah. so what what have you seen recently you want to talk about well you okay i do have <laughs> one that i want to mention because it's a it's a newer release that i haven't seen many people talking about but after i'm done with this one you go through my letterbox diary <laughs> And you pick out a handful that you want to hear me talk. About. Okay. Okay. Because I'm lazy. But okay. So there's that new Mickey Keating movie that I was really, really excited about ever since I heard about it. It's called Off Season or The Off Season, maybe. There's a new Mickey Keating movie. <laughs> I didn't even hear about that. Uh, so I saw some posts about it on, I'm still like the kind of guy who, whenever I'm at work, I just have like on a, on a browser hidden far away that so like my boss will never look over my shoulder and see it <laughs> i have like bloody disgusting pulled up and i'll just hit the update button every now and then just to kind of see what headlines are, are floating by so like uh i don't know like months ago i saw this update on this new movie called the off season uh directed by mickey keating i'm not the biggest mickey keating fan i honestly can't tell you if i've ever seen a mickey keating movie <laughs> i'm trying to think because i never saw darling i no I don't, I don't think i've seen anything by him other than like that shutter exclusive show the core but uh but i know i know of his reputation that like he he kind of uh does a bunch of pastiches to like a bunch of different kinds of horror that he likes and none of them are really amazing but they're all pretty solid anyways so i saw it was directed by him Starring Jocelyn Donahue, uh, Joe Swanberg, Richard Brake, and um, oh Lord, what's her name from uh, from Magnolia and Boogie Nights? Melora Walters. Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> yeah. And so I was very excited. I was like, I I love that cast. I the pictures from it, the the images I saw, like 
in the article, I was like, wow, this looks stylish as hell. Uh, the little plot synopsis I read, I was like, this just sounds like uh, Messiah of Evil, but with like the setup, the the initial setup of, you remember in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original, they go, Sally and, and Franklin, before they go to look for the house, they are going to see a relative's grave has been like desecrated, right? Right, yeah. Like, yeah. Grave robbed. And so like that is kind of the, uh, set up for this like the uh jocelyn donahue's mother's grave has been um exhumed and so they need her to come to this island that is like it's an island off of florida you can only get to it by this bridge and um it's it's in the off season so you know, basically it's like a deserted little getaway town and so uh, they go there right as Richard Brake is like, "I'm raising the bridge. <laughs> you're not gonna be able. You're not gonna be able to go back." And they're like, "It's okay. We're not in a horror movie. It's fine." And so they, so they, uh, you know, they they go to investigate. And um, all of that sounded so great, and I was like, "I am on board for this." Yeah, you're selling me so far. So yeah, and aesthetically, it is a very cool movie. It has a really cool vibe, a great atmosphere, and you know everyone in it is good. I God, I hate that I always just go to the cast is good, but like, <laughs> but like uh, <laughs> I have the same things to say about every single movie. But um, it, it's it's pretty solid. The thing that uh, kind of bugs me is like back in the day, low budget horror movies. Uh, things still happened in them like like uh have you ever seen messiah of evil matt i have yeah yeah i really okay. i really like that movie yeah 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 i i love that movie and so like you know it like it's a it, it's a weird movie you're you're never really sure about your footing but like uh there are still moments where characters are running around getting killed and whatnot you know uh -huh, <laughs> like yeah. getting cannibalized by by these mysterious inhabitants of this town of this like coastal town i have noticed a thing with lower budget horror movies today to like save on budget and just everything else by and large most of the time the majority of these movies is just going to be the main character walking around and like, <laughs> like some kind of creepy things are happening in the background. They don't notice them. And I'm like, oh, that can only <laughs> Mark gets annoyed with me because Mark loves these kind of movies, but I do not really care for like stock stock movies. Like I, it's my least favorite part of any slasher is the stalking aspect. Cause I'm like, and it kind of came up when we were talking about no country for old men. I'm not a huge cat and mouse fan because i'm like once i've seen it i kind of I, I know where it's going like get to it already and like so much of this movie is jocelyn donahue just like walking around looking for like a flashlight looking for anyone and just not much going on that being said it looks great <laughs> and <laughs> and if you're into that like if that kind of if that kind of stuff really does ratchet up suspense for you by all means check this movie out and you know what check it out regardless it's a it's a good enough movie that i would recommend it and it is very um 
it's very Lovecraftian. I know people love to like throw that term around for mm-hmm. just any old thing nowadays, but like it is legit, like heavily inspired by Shadow over Innsmouth. And so, um, it's it's a very cool movie. I think it it you know having not seen any of Mickey Keating's movies before this, I think it falls into what I've heard described about his filmography is like they're all just kind of love letters to you know various subgenres that he likes and and he kind of puts his I don't know what his spin on it is but like interesting you know <laughs> he just kind of wants to make his own version of whatever that is so um uh so it's it's a cool little movie i i would recommend it but you know um uh don't don't pay for the rental like i did wait till it hits shutter <laughs> in a few months i was gonna ask where is it so it's it's not streaming anywhere you have to pay to rent it yeah i paid i pay i rented it on prime but it, it's a shutter exclusive i believe oh so, so it'll be gonna, there in a few months yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it'll probably hit in summer which would be a great time to watch it yeah you sold me on it and you kind of walked it back yeah, I, yeah like it's it's just a personal gripe with me like i, I, I don't yeah. like i don't like these like throw in a few more characters show, you know show them show them like a getting killed in gnarly ways or just like you know i don't know in in danger of anything <laughs> i it, i just have a problem with these these indie horror movies nowadays where it's just a bunch of walking around like did you ever see fender bender no and i, I always think, yeah. i always go back to the who put that it wasn't that sh- uh, like a screen i thought it was like fact- a scream factory like production like I they think it made was. it and put it i think i owned the blu-ray because it was very cheap i did too yeah it was one of those things where i never even watched the blu-ray and sold it <laughs> and it had that well it had a cool feature on it where you could watch it where it looked oh. like it was on tv on a vh or like yes. like an old a vhs like an old 90s because it was supposed to be like a a 90s style thriller or slasher or I don't remember. Right. And yeah. that was that was neat, but I re- I always go back to that movie because that's the first one I remember being like this movie is nothing but this this girl walking around a house like <laughs> like looking around corners and nothing's there. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This the, the premise is great for this offseason movie. Like I was reading it as you were saying I was like this is a really strong premise. Uh with a good cast. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm interested. And Still I like check it out. Still check it I, out. I will wait for Shutter, but I will check it out. I uh and I liked uh Darling from Mickey Keating. Um couldn't okay. tell you like anything about it specifically right now. Is it was that long- like his Polanski kind of Yeah, uh, I think that was what everyone was saying, like the tenant or something like that. Or something. Yeah, it, it's uh I remember being very stylish. I remember the way I loved the look of it, the vibe of it, but I can't tell you anything specific about like things that happened, but I was like, Oh, I just, I just, this is neat. You know, it was like, I like the way this is like feels, but um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, I thought, I remember thinking this guy has talent, but he needs like maybe more money or bigger ideas or something. You know, I don't know. Like Mm -hmm. if if that's what he wants to do, that's fine. But I, I, you know, I like darling. So I'll check this out. I'll, I'll get back to you whenever it comes out. I'll shut her. For sure. For sure. Um, Okay, so there's two things that I really want to talk about because they were on my list. Um, okay. And uh, <laughs> two newer movies. When this comes out, this will be new-ish, but not as new. Uh, Deep Water with Ben Affleck and uh, Ana de Armas. And <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. Well, no, I, I will, I will kind of get the ball rolling here. I feel like we're two of the people that actually really like deep water. <laughs> like gave it. Pretty- yeah. Everybody hates this shit. Uh, yeah. I, I, you I, know what? It's that thing where like, when Ben Affleck and Anna Diarmas started dating, everybody was rooting against them. Right. <laughs> like, Weird. I don't. Yeah. So this is this is just a product of that. Where like everybody's like, "Fuck them," <laughs> <laughs> and they broke up. And uh, I didn't see anybody promote this movie. Did, did you notice that? It was and, he, like... and someone was carrying that that cutout, <laughs> cut <out of laughs> like life size cutout. <laughs> oh, so I, I I we I know we both. I kind of like deep water, you know, like, and everyone yeah. else seemed to hate deep water for the most part. There's some people that were yeah. championing on Twitter, which I appreciated, but like, I think it also helped that I kind of knew what to expect going in. Cause I heard some things like, I think some people went in expecting a straight up. I'm like, glad you gave me the warning of, Oh, <laughs> it's a sexy thriller. That's kind of light on the sexy. Yeah. That's, I think people wanted like a straight up erotic thriller with a, Say, with a lot mean, of like sexy a, stuff. A, a right, right there. I'm right there with them. <laughs> I, uh, I told you before we started recording, I, I'm trying to think of a way to talk about this movie that's just not me oinking for like <laughs> five minutes. <laughs> I, I was an absolute pig and shit watching, watching, watching Deepwater, dude. Oh my God. It's, uh, I mean, it feels like a real, like, I, I don't like to guilty pleasure anymore, but I, you know, I, I don't know. It, it's, right. It has these moments where, no, like, it's a cool, it's a cool little movie with like a wacky ass ending. Like it's- when, uh, okay, I'm not going to spoil anything, but when things are kind of uh, heating up towards the end, not in a sexy way, but like no, not when a character stumbles upon oh my God, another character yes. doing something and it, it is so funny. It was like that scene, all, all of the stuff with, um, we can say the one actor. All of the stuff with Tracy Letts right, really that's... reminded me of uh, of those movies that like Kristen Wiig and Will F- and Will Ferrell make for uh, what is it Lifetime, Lifetime or yeah yeah where it, they're like they're doing it completely straight, but that is what's funny about it, you know. <laughs> like Tracy Letts is so he might be the I, I know this movie stars uh, my biggest crush, but like. I think Tracy Letts might be MVP of this movie. Uh, yeah, no, that's what I was gonna say. There's so many moments with Tracy Letts that are like funny, and I'm he's not- <laughs> like this. Lo- he's like this loser crime novelist who is like, oh, I finally stumbled into like a you know a CD story of my own, and it, it dude, that that ending is so funny. <laughs> I agree. Also, I just thought it was funny. I was trying to type in deep water on IDB and I typed in derp water, which would be a whole, <laughs> a whole different movie. Derp water. Derp water. Um, <laughs> some people might think this is derp water. Because it's yeah. kind of it's kind of dumb. Like there's the Oh, it's the, dumb. Like yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about the scene where they're telling I think Tracy Letts about what Ben Affleck does for a job. And they're talking about the chip he made for drones. Uh-huh. And it's so like half-baked and kind of dumbly written i feel like it's just kind of this you know kind of half-assed like oh yeah he made a chip for drones to kill people and now we have a lot of money and i'm just like that's not you know I don't, it's just weird i don't know how to describe it like there's just the we these weird moments in this movie that made it so much more interesting to me and like i think their dynamic between ben affleck and Ande Amaris, uh, Ande, yeah, Ande Armas, yeah on a day uh i think i'm still saying it wrong but uh <laughs> she uh um such a weird 
dynamic that I was so fascinated by. And especially oh, I loved first- it. <laughs> yeah, I loved I, it. I love I loved her as like this. I saw I saw someone on Letterboxd describe her as like a trapdoor sex spider. And I was like, <laughs> oh, that's perfect. And then I love and I love Ben Affleck is just the most sad, <laughs> the most oh God, yeah. sad and quietly angry man. <laughs> it's so it's so good. It's so sad good. bastard Affleck is is something. I appreciate him in that mode. Like he's fully in that mode in this movie. And then like I had a friend who was texting me about Deep Water because I'd already watched it and he hadn't. And he was like, he was like, oh, like I don't want to watch a movie where Ben Affleck is being <laughs> cuckolded. Uh, yeah, I mean, like this is a this is a cuck movie. I mean, this is, <laughs> and this I was is like, a, I don't yeah. know, man, just have fun with it. Um, oh wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is, is breaking news. My friend never followed up with me about Deep Water, and I just thought about it. he never he never told me he thought he gave it a half a star on Letterboxd. No, no, no. Wow, I can't that's believe someone. That's someone who's just personally offended by by I can't something. Even believe that he wouldn't give it a full star for on Dan Ross because he loves her too. I thought he'd at least yeah. like throw it the the one star. Holy yeah. shit! Wow. Um. Okay, sorry, that just shocked me to see. No, I mean, like, look, uh, if, if you're someone like me who's been who's been in love with Anna Dearmas since <laughs> Knock Knock, this is a natural progression from Knock Knock. Like, ma- ma- yeah. maybe if you're like, maybe if you're like, okay, I saw her in that Blade Runner movie. Oh my gosh, what what an angel! <laughs> this could be a step down. But but if you're like, if you remember her in the trash, that this is this is good. This is good stuff. Yeah, I mean, I had a good time with it. It's not gonna, like, I don't know. I, it's not gonna be one that like I st- stick to me forever. But it was like I had fun with it in the moment because I kind of knew what I was getting into. Like, yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I uh, it's hard to talk about without spoilers too. But I just thought that whole thing was so interesting and how things go down. And um, yeah, I don't know. People yeah, say no, I th- oh. I think it's legitimately like a good movie. Like, I mean, it gets goofy, but I think it's actually pretty good. Yeah, Adrian Lyne hadn't directed anything in like 20 years. He comes back and makes this movie that got taken out of theaters and put on Hulu. Like, uh, <laughs> I, poor poor guy. Um, he's still got it. I don't think he's like, I'm not a huge Adrian Lyne fan. I love Jacob's Ladder. I think it's one of the best things he's ever done. But like, uh-huh. um, you know, it's, this is not like going to blow anybody's mind. But, you know, I'm like, he's still got it. And I think he's like 80 now. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We like Deepwater. Well, know, like, but, you, yeah. you know how like couples in Hollywood, the, they do like vanity projects together and every now and then they're like, okay, like uh, Mr. And Mrs. Smith, like this is a movie with like two sexy people just being like, Hey, we're sexy. Uh, watch us <laughs> be sexy together. And uh, we, we like each other quite a bit. And then you have these, these celebrity couple movies where it's like eyes wide shut deep water. And you're like, did, were they ever, did they ever think that they weren't going to break up? <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, you're just watching like the autopsy of a relationship. <laughs> Basically. And then I saw people saying like, they were mad that Ben Affleck and Aunt Amars, they didn't have chemistry. They felt like, but I'm like, isn't that kind of the point of this movie? Because yes, their yeah. marriage is not in a healthy place. By all <laughs> not accounts. at all. Uh, and I just, yeah. Like I, like, that's kind of the point. If they had so much chemistry, you'd be like, well, these two should just, go see a mar- marriage counselor and get it together. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I had fun with it. I rolled around in the trash and had a great time. I was like, oh, yeah, dude. just <laughs> give me more. <laughs> I, I was in, uh, I was in the slop. Yeah. <laughs> just, oh, see, so yeah, I think, yeah, people would, it's not as sexy as anybody I think thought it was going to be. Um, 
Well, it, speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, did someone tell us? Was it Mark that said they cut like twenty minutes in the movie? Uh, I it wasn't Mark because I didn't hear that. But that's um, the, the original sh- runtime was much longer, like 20, 30 minutes longer. It's already like a two-hour movie. I demand um, the link cut. <laughs> give us the Adrian release line the cut. link. Yes, they will in line. I think it's it? line. I've always said Adrian uh, line. Release the line cut. Hulu, they're probably like, no, we're done with it. It's on Hulu. Just it's dude, like this, I, between this and that Marilyn Monroe movie, she's trying to kill me this year. Dude. <laughs> that she, Marilyn Monroe movie sounds I'm, wild. Like that, I'm gonna <laughs> have a heart attack. Before <laughs> the it doesn't help that I'm in the worst shape of my life. But <laughs> oh. Moss is out there to kill me. She, she's, listen, she's the Black Widow in this movie. She's like she out is. there, just, man. Oh boy! All right. Well, we we'll <laughs> we see. gotta move on. We gotta dude. move on. Okay. The other this thing. Is, this is disgusting. I, everyone is everyone has turned this off. But like, I, is, listen, that I Hayden, see, is that Hayden? Is that Hayden I'm not listening to him ever across again. the board. I, I see on Twitter, men and women all love Ana de Armas. Like everybody loves okay. her. So you're not alone. Um. So okay. Other thing we talk about another. See, this was a good. Well, this uh, now it's a little farther past. This is a good weekend for sexy movies because Deep Water came out the same weekend as a new Thai West movie, X. Yes, uh, I think, you know what? I, I don't want to speak too soon, but I think sex is... Uh... <laughs> why, was I about to, back? why was I about to quote Lord of the Rings and be like, sex is back on the menu, boys? God. Oh, God. I, I, gotta, I, gotta, I, gotta, I gotta... Sex, sex is back, is on, the back menu, on the menu, boys. boys. Uh, <laughs> I'm from Spain. Actually, I'm Egyptian. I'm actually, but I'm actually Egyptian. I'm an Egyptian Spaniard. <laughs> what is this? Scottish? What is this haggish? I've never heard of such. Uh, but but no. I... Oh my god! I'm sorry, <laughs> no. I'm losing my mind. Right I gotta there. I gotta start thinking about what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, I, all I was trying to say is, I, there was an interview with Ty West, and someone brought up. They were like, y- you know, it's kind of crazy to see a. Because I, I, I've said this before. It is crazy that, like, horror, the horror genre, like, the only nudity and sexual content we see for the most part out of horror movies nowadays is, like, uh, just, like, elderly people uh, naked to upset you, you know, in, in these A24 movies. It's true, yeah. That, that's it. Yeah. And so, like, Ty West was like, yeah, you know, I, I wanted this very much to be a comeback, and... I thought, like, what haven't I seen in a while? And it's sex. It's sex on screen in, in, like, a you know, in these horror movies. They Sex used to be a part of horror to, to titillate you and, like, get you, like, you know, kind of make you part of the experience. And, and you know, like, maybe you feel a little guilty after these characters are getting killed, you know, after you were like, <laughs> wow, all these, like, hot hot young people, all, all this kind of stuff. But, like, uh, what, whatever way it played on you, it was it was always there and now it's just been absent for so long it feels so strange that like right yeah it's like to watch sex in a a theater with people is like weird now like oh how many walkouts did you have i actually had zero walkouts really we had shocking (laughs) we had and and you know i'm from i'm in a little town in southeast texas so not not like every a24 movie we get at least five walkouts uh (laughs) i think we had three i think we had three in x were they all together or all separate uh okay no yeah you're right because three of them were together and then two left later can you say what they left at without 
was it was there a specific well, okay, moment so that the made first leave? three that left was like a mom and two kids well and she was like <laughs> she was like y'all never get to pick the movie again because the, clearly they did not know what what oh, they were Jesus. yeah like, one, of, one of the kids was like we thought it was just gonna be scary <laughs> <laughs> and i was like oh how, how, how young are we the teenagers are younger than the teenagers okay teenagers. okay okay yeah but um <laughs> jesus the other two was a couple that was just not there was just not having it which <laughs> i which is crazy because i thought this was fun like I, oh, I, I thought it was yeah anything that was risque like you know anything that was kind of like taboo or i i don't know like is it i don't know I, my my <laughs> perception is so warped at this point i'm like kind of know what you're getting into it's a it's it's playing on all these things that we used to take for granted in like Friday Thirteenth movies and whatnot, but it's just right. it's more overt because the characters are making a, you know, a porn, a porn. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's really in your face. It's like they're making a porno movie. Like that's like mm-hmm. you know the crux of what's happening. Um, yeah, it was weird. I I saw this. I was telling you and Mark that I didn't think it was even going to play at my local theater. I have a theater. I didn't very... either. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to play in mine either. And especially my local theater, it's a local chain called Cinema Cafe and they serve food and it's very like um the one near me is like very like i feel like family friendly because they all they they all the screens are like the marvel movies and like they they never show like smaller movies hardly like they show like mm. all the bigger movies and they take up all the screens um everyone go you go eat food there it's like a whole like <laughs> I, it's, yeah. like it's a place for like families to go it's in the suburbs and like x i was like oh shit they're gonna play x okay well and then like uh yeah so i made it out there and like i had the weirdest random audience of people like it was probably half full and it was like some older couples some uh some younger couples some random teenagers some like random people by themselves like Mm -hmm. uh a a group of girls like a bachelorette party walked in i was like what the fuck is going on like it was a very diverse group (laughs) very strange bachelorette party it might have not been but it was like a group of women that came in and they thought okay. they having a great time. Nobody left. I, I didn't see a single person. I was in like the back. That's fantastic. So I could see the whole place. I didn't see anybody walk out and not come back. And uh, But it didn't seem like, the weird thing was, it didn't seem like it played that well for my audience. It was like, they didn't react to like hardly anything that was happening. Yeah, there were there, like most of the people in our, me and my friends were like laughing, like oh, at, yeah. at all I the was... appropriate parts and like, and going, oh, you know, we were playing it up a little bit, trying to get people on our side. And we convinced a few people because in the beginning, a lot the the guys next to us were like what is this <laughs> they're like what is this movie <laughs> and then like what once we kind of got them on our side more people were having <laughs> i'm glad you tried to inspire that in your screen <laughs> like i try and do that at every screen i'm trying I, i'm trying to like i'm trying to get everybody on the movie side. <laughs> i i was uh i was cackling to myself like in several parts of this movie and there's a I won't say what. I will say <laughs> probably the most awkward sex scene I've seen in a movie in a long time happens near the end. And <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, my theater was like still. Like nobody wanted to move or react. And I was just back there like, hee Like I was just like losing my shit. Like I, I was like, this movie is wild. Like the things that they're uh-huh. doing. And I was like, I'm watching this in a pretty you know mainstream theater. Like this is weird. Like I'm eating fucking chicken tenders watching this crazy movie. <laughs> This is a chicken tender movie, dude. It's honestly, if you could get like, way. yeah, at, at, dude, it's. <laughs> you know what? I did want to mention you actually prompted me to like this movie even more than I did because I, I'm not gonna spoil anything, not gonna say anything, but speaking around it, um, I went in <laughs> expecting some it to be something. I went in expecting it to be 
um, not more, but you know, a little different. I, I was yeah. expecting a twist, a certain twist. And the twist to me turned out to be that it's just incredibly straightforward. <laughs> like, I mean, everything, whenever you watch the trailer, you're like, okay, this is happening, but they're probably going to do this or something. No, no, no. The first thing you thought, that's the movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's yeah. just it. And you pointed out something that I'm sorry I'm bringing this up now because I can't really say any of it without spoiling That's it. true. I was going to bring this up too, but I can't. You could say it though, right. but yeah, it's hard to talk around. But. Well, no, no, no. I'm not going to say it. Well, at this point, this movie might not even be in theaters by the time this podcast comes but out. But there's probably but, a lot of people who waited to watch it at home, I would imagine. Right. So to spare them, you kind of said something that unlocked for me what the movie is actually doing with that. And like... <laughs> uh -huh. It just gave me a whole new appreciation for like what Ty West is actually, you know, what, what he's actually saying and doing. And I was like, you know what? I'm a, it's not exactly what I was hoping for going in, but I'm totally on board for this. I want to see it again because I don't know about you. I left during the credits. Did you stay? No. And people were saying... I should have stayed, I guess. Or there's something after the credits, but I didn't. Right. They, they, yeah. the, the Pearl trailer is at the end of the credits. Oh, son of a bitch. Yeah. I know. And, I, and it's not online. I oh. mean, you can find a, you can find like some, some guy recorded it with a cell phone, but I would suggest not <laughs> watching it that way because I did. And I was like, I can tell this looks awesome, but on this recording, it's just leaving me wanting, you know, but like, but I was so mad because I remember reading that they were going to show the uh footage from pearl uh you know during the screening but i thought it was going to be before we got there a little late i assumed we missed it uh i i like not we didn't get there after the movie had started but i assumed it was in the trailer pack or oh something. okay gotcha yeah uh, and, but no, it just <laughs> dang it I'm, I'm so mad because like, from what i saw from that little video dude it looks Ty West is doing something crazy where like each, because uh, he plans for this to be a trilogy and each movie is playing on a different era of, uh, of like cinematic history. And like the Pearl is a prequel and it is heavily influenced by like the Wizard of Oz and folk horror. Oh, wow. And it looks <laughs> so cool. It looks so cool. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, I gotta find that. I might need to watch the shitty cell phone video. Uh, yeah. Really just do it. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> just, just watch the little cell phone. Yeah. But I, I was thinking the other day, I can't wait till this is out like on Blu-ray. Cause I want to watch it again already. I could go back from theater, I guess, but, uh, it's like, yeah. I just, I just, I want to see it again. I really, really liked it. It's probably gonna end up my top 10 of the year list. Honestly. I mean, I'm hoping by the time this comes out, Mark actually went and saw the movie because, Mark is the biggest fan of House of the Devil that I know. So I, I know he's too, excited. Yeah. I know he's excited. I forgot he hadn't seen it yet. Oh, shit. Yeah, I forgot he hadn't. We were talking about this. He hadn't seen it yet. So yeah. uh, hopefully he does see it because I think he'll love it too. And I mean, I've seen a lot. Of, unlike Deep Water, I've seen like almost nothing but praise for X. Like, and, Agreed. Yeah. Which yeah. Is good. I've seen very few negative reactions. To I, it. I mean, also, I think it may be the best thing ty west has directed and i love i like and love most of his stuff i i think from a just a technical standpoint i think it may be his best work and whoever i i would say I, I would agree with that i personally the innkeepers is still my favorite but but the the um 
the editing in this movie in particular is just yeah. like like you he's he's doing that thing where like it's it's kind of great because he's kind of joke doing it jokingly because he's playing on what the the uh the rj the pretentious like art student uh or the pretentious film student's character is kind of going for you know like it's it's very meta in that way but it's not like snob snobbish or like show-offy it just feels good like it it, i I don't know how to describe it like it feels right for it it's really cool some of the stuff that he does and I was going to say, like, was in, yeah, the cinematographer did a great job, too, because it looks great. And it's the same guy he's used for, like, every movie. Innkeepers, House of Devil, uh, Elliot Rocket. It's a pretty cool name. Uh, he's like, it looks great. It has a very, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre type vibe, but it goes in a very different direction. Right, <laughs> yeah, right. The thing I told you I won't say, because it is a massive spoiler, when I just put that into, like, one sentence of what the movie was kind of about, it made me love it even more. It's like, uh-huh. oh, I fucking love this movie. This is what this is. And it's like kind of <laughs> right. goofy almost in a way. But it's like, I don't know. It's, it's, I love it. It's, I, the more we talk about it, the more I think I like it. So, um, yeah, it was great. I was glad Ty West came back and made a great movie because he'd been off for like a while of making feature films. And I'm like, what's this going to be? And mm. he comes back and makes a great movie. So, um, mm. yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad I both love X. I will say, uh, um, I don't know anything else I could ask you about. I have some other stuff I want. We probably talked for a while already, but I was like, I got a couple things I'll bring up. Um, okay. Uh, have you watched, uh, this is really old news now because it's a Netflix movie, but have you watched The Adam Project with Ryan Reynolds? I have not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let me go further. I probably will not. Prob- I understand. <laughs> I understand. I, I think I watched it because uh, I was curious. The premise was interesting to me. Like, uh, about a kid and his mom the dad has passed away the mom is um jennifer garner the dad that dies is mark ruffalo uh ryan reynolds is like a future version of the kid mm-hmm. who comes back in time he's up with his kid self and they have to solve a whole you know sci-fi problem <laughs> and then to go find the dad because the dad basically invented time travel um and so it's it's future you know, it's Ryan Reynolds in the future. It's Mark Ruffalo as the dad and the kid. And I, I, listen, I'm a sucker for like dead parent stuff, especially dead dad stuff. <laughs> like I'll say, like I'm a real easy mark for that kind of stuff. Right. right. And when I heard that was the premise, I'm like, oh Jesus, they're gonna they're gonna fucking get me with this. <laughs> it's like, yeah. um, and I think the weird thing about Adam Project is like I don't love all the like it's bad sci-fi. Title. It's a bad title. <laughs> yeah it's not a great title uh, they, uh <laughs> the adam project adam project and it's like they the, the all the sci-fi hullabaloo i'll call it <laughs> all, the, uh-huh. all that stuff isn't like great it doesn't like tank the movie i think the family dynamic stuff in this movie is so much more interesting than all the sci-fi stuff like if it was so, just a, right yeah. I, i'm sorry I, I don't mean to cut you off now <laughs> it's if it was just a movie of like if the future Ryan Reynolds came back, you know, and was like, well, I guess he had nothing to deal with, but it's like he, the, the, the idea of him dealing with like stuff when he was a kid, there's a great scene with him talking to Jennifer Garner in a bar. And it's of course him talking to his mom, but she doesn't know who he is. And um, very moving scene kind of about, you know, she's dealing with grief too uh, in her own way and can't show it uh, to her son. And I was like, Oh God, that hit me. And it was like, so all the family stuff, like, 
it, of course I was crying by the end. <laughs> it was like mm-hmm. all that stuff works, I think, super well. I think everybody's actually pretty good. Ryan Reynolds is still being Ryan Reynolds, but I feel like those moments when he tones it down, I appreciate so much more. Like the scene in the bar with Jennifer Garner, like he's just kind of he's not doing like a whole bit. He's not trying to be Ryan Reynolds, I feel like. And uh that stuff's good. The, yeah, the ending hits. It does have some of the worst goddamn de-aging I've ever seen in a movie <laughs> with <laughs> Catherine Keener's character. Uh, like her past self shows up and they de-age past Catherine Keener and Jesus Christ, it's bad. I cannot believe <laughs> that they were like, yep, sign off, baby. Good enough. <laughs> Good enough, whatever. Um, and I, I just watched something recently that was like ten, maybe 10 or more years old where they de-aged somebody, I think. And it looked so much better. And I was like, I can't remember what it was now, but Did I'm you like, see uh, Death on the Nile. I have not seen Death on the Nile. Some good de aging. <laughs> no spoilers. Who do they de age? Oh, you can't. Okay. There's only one person that they can de age. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Now I, I get it now. Uh, so, <laughs> um, so, yeah, th- th- again, like, and Zoe Saldana shows up, and I feel like it's almost, I'm like surprised she's even in it because if you think of all the movies she's been in, I'm like, she made time for the Adam Project. I mean, it's like, right. but it is like a weird, like, MCU reunion because it's like, You've got Deadpool and the Hulk and uh, uh, Gamora and even Jennifer Garner was Electra at one point years ago. It's not yeah, that's a, that's a good point. It's a, I'm not, like, God damn, yeah. these are all Marvel. I guess eventually everyone's going to be Marvel at some point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, um, Every movie is going to be a Marvel reunion at some point. <laughs> Zoe Sedona shows up for like a pretty small part that you, I'm surprised that even she even bothered with. I mean, she's kind of important for Ryan Reynolds, uh, art, like his whole story arc, but uh and she gets like a cool scene, like an action scene. But has Emily Blunt been in a Marvel movie? Uh, no, but they not yet. Talk, but well, but when she is, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, when she when she is in one, retroactively, the Joe Johnson Wolfman remake will be a will be a good. Marvel. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Marvel, <laughs> that's true. I know you a love pre-union, a, yeah, a Marvel a pre-union. pre-union. <laughs> so, but I'm I'm sorry, I cut you off. That's okay. I. I so I liked Adam Project. Like, I, yeah, I didn't love Adam Project, but I think there's enough there. And but the ending is like, a, a, it was funny because it feels like it's missing like a like a last act because it like when they got to the ending, uh, I was like, oh, this is the final like set piece of the movie. The big ending is like, oh, we're done, and it was just kind of weird. And uh, mm-hmm. um, so uh, yeah, all the that stuff, you know, it was fine. I had fun with it, but like the family dynamic stuff is so much better, and I wish there was more time spent on that. <laughs> I was going to say that I know it's kind of a, I, it might be cliche or stereotypical to, to like, as like a criticism. Uh, but I do like, there are so many movies that come out nowadays that I'm like, if they just invested more in like these characters, just kind of hang out, vibing, talking, you know, more moments like that, because I, and of course, I'm having a hard time coming up with any examples off the top of my head, but I feel like so often I see these movies that are genre inflected or just straight up genre movies. And these genre things, like you're saying, don't work for me so much. I don't care about them, but I genuinely like what the actors are giving, you know, and, and I like the writing behind the characters. I like the dynamics, but it it is so lopsided now. Like it, it's... You know, all these movies that we always say, you know, I grew up with this, so of course I have a bias towards it. But when you look at them objectively, they just work better as movies because the, I don't know, all of the uh, the action, the sci-fi stuff, what have you, 
would feel even more special if it was a little bit more limited and you would be spending more time with these characters. So I totally get what you're saying because I feel like I come away from so many new movies feeling that way. Um, yeah, and it's so much of like, you know, it's so <laughs> so plot. It's like we have to we have to go here. We have to get this thing, and then people don't stop. Always to... the thing. We got to get the thing for the thing. We got to get the <laughs> knife. We got to get the we got to get the knife that shows us the Death Star. Right. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Like just these, you know, they don't stop for character moments. So yeah, you're totally right. And I wish there's a, I mean, there's more of that than I expected Adam Project. I wish there was more even, but it's, you know, it's, I don't know. I think on the now, emotional stuff, it works, but the other side of stuff is not great. <laughs> now I know, I know people automatically kind of were sharpening their knives for it because they don't like the Stranger Things guys. Like they don't like all the nostalgia play, whatnot. I'll be completely honest with you. I have no, like when Stranger Things started, I had an, I had a problem with it because I like to take a hard stance against just pop culture thing. I, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I was very, I was very much like, eh, member berries. Uh, oh my gosh. It's infantilizing everyone. And every now and then I will get a little frustrated with baby shit but but <laughs> i have grown to kind of really enjoy stranger things you know and i do not have a problem with these guys with what they're doing uh just you know emulating the feeling of these old amblin movies because frankly i think they're just doing what jj abrams used to try and do and doing it better you know I can see that. Yeah. I think they're a little more bit more successful because like I really enjoyed Super 8 back in the day. But I feel yeah. like if Super 8 came out nowadays, it'd be like, what's this alien thing going on? <laughs> what? what who cares about this little alien? Now now we're trying to have a little moment with the alien. Come on. <laughs> but like <laughs> I haven't seen Super 8 in a long time, but I remember really like banging oh, the I, drum for Super 8. Like I, I loved it back in the day because I was like, oh, little kids on bikes making little movies, you know, they're they're all funny. <laughs> and, and I and I love the period. I love the period aesthetic to it and everything. But even back then, I was like, "Okay, we're trying to have a little dramatic moment with this alien. This is this is not ET. Get this out of here." <laughs> but, but but I love the stuff with the kid and Kyle Chandler because Kyle Chandler. Just- oh yeah, yeah. And I felt kind of bad for Super Eight because it came out. I don't know how many years before Stranger Things, and it was doing like a very Stranger Things yes. thing yes. before Stranger Things, and no one seemed to care about Super Eight. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know how much money it made or anything like that, but it kind of felt like it kind of came and went. But I remember being like, "This is mm-hmm. really good, guys!" Like, I know it's a Spielberg ripoff, but who cares? Like, and, right, right. Uh, and my my one issue is I just I do not like I, I don't like Ryan Reynolds. I've never liked that. I mean, that seems to be the sticking point for Adam Project. For everybody is like, it's like how much Ryan Reynolds can you tolerate? <laughs> it's like the you... one thing i really liked him in i liked the proposal enough <laughs> but it's a fun movie yeah <laughs> yeah and then i liked him i liked that movie the voices with him in it i still haven't seen that one uh but i'm struggling to remember anything else i've really enjoyed him in. he's just he just has this little attitude about him i'm just like he, he's deadpool like he is deadpool is like a human being i'm like just go away <laughs> <laughs> As somebody pointed out recently, and maybe it was Daniel Epler. I want to give him credit. Where if I, I maybe somebody else, but someone pointed out like everyone's always like, "Oh, he's just being Deadpool," but it's more of like, didn't Deadpool Ryan... is him? Yeah, Deadpool <laughs> is him. Like he just yeah. stepped in the part and was like just himself, basically. Right. And that became Deadpool, but there's so much overlap with 
kind of him and Deadpool anyway. Of like, Honestly, like the perfect, the per like the perfect role for an actor uh, for 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 like him because right, like right. they just are the same. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like I just don't like whatever that is. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, yeah, I mean that's what seems like the thing with Adam Project. If you can't um. If you just can't get on with Ryan Reynolds, then you know, then yeah, probably skip it because he's still doing enough of his his shtick that you'll probably be like, okay, I can't do this. But would you have recast him? Well, no, it sounds like you probably kind of like Ryan Reynolds, but like I'm, I, I feel weird because I feel like you have to, you have to take a stance on Ryan Reynolds, like you have to love or hate him, and I feel like I'm kind of in the middle. <laughs> Where do like, you stand, Matt? <laughs> make your which choice, side Matt. are you on? Make your choice. I feel like I'm genuinely kind of, and sometimes he does get on my nerves. Sometimes I'm okay with it, like. I think more often than not, I'm okay with it because I know like who he is or what, you know, kind of what he does. Like, but I've skipped things specifically because I'm like, I don't really want to watch Ryan Reynolds do his his thing, like Red Notice and the Hitman's Bodyguard and the, you know, like those kind of movies. I'm like, those look like pure, just like Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds for like two what hours. Was the sequel to the Hitman's Bodyguard? It's like the Hitman's Hitman. Wife's Bodyguard, I believe. With Salma Hayek, <laughs> wonderful. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen either one, so I it's I go back and forth. I think people act like they're held at gunpoint to go watch his movies, and I'm like, I've just skipped the ones I don't want to see, like Red Notice yeah. and Hitman's Body. I'm like, I just won't see that because I look at it and go like, oh, this is gonna be like be two hours of like just completely him Smarm. just goofing, yeah. like. And uh, Adam Project is not like that. Like I said, there's a few scenes where like he turns it off and kind of and pulls it back, and it's just like you know, a more normal human being, but there's still enough of him where I think you'd be like, I don't, I don't want this, but <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I'd still like, it's on Netflix. It's free. You know, I don't know. But uh, is there, uh, okay. There, there aren't many things better than, than that trailer for stranger things season three. I was just like, <laughs> like whenever I was thinking about stranger things, I was like, do I really like stranger things or do I just remember the like chills I got from the season three trailer with like, Carrie Elways is like the mayor from Jaws, the guy, the, the guy who's basically just Terminator, uh, freaking teenage uh, Bob O'Reilly, and I was just like, this yeah. is just. We need to do an episode on trailers one day. <laughs> I mean, that could work. We could pick our favorite trailers of all time or something, and that could be a uh, whole thing. Sometimes um, I like things just because I love the trailer so much. I get it. I that understand. may be one. That may be one of those things. I understand, like that Morbius trailer. <laughs> Talk to my talk to Michael Morbius. I guess it was. <laughs> oh, movies boy. are better when they're cinematic. Talk to Michael Morbius. <laughs> oh, by the time this by yeah. yeah, by the time this comes out, people will have uh, either chosen to save the world or destroy it. <laughs> it's true. They'll make their choice. I don't know what they're gonna do. Um, it's such well. a shame that they released that on April Fool's Day tricked everyone <laughs> didn't even come out but i know i know i know they're actually saving it for december so i can get some oscar play yeah, yeah you gotta get that oscar buzz for jared leto it's gonna get <laughs> and the whole, I, it is on april 1st isn't it oh jesus christ i thought we've been delayed yeah. 19 times they're gonna put it out on a even they know they're like it's a joke <laughs> that is wow it's oh, it's boy. the fakest movie it doesn't it's not real that's what it felt like for a long time um Okay, we've we've gone for a while. One last thing, and then we'll get into Highlander. Okay. <laughs> um, I I talked about this with our friend Mark uh, about watching 
Spielberg movies we've not seen before. Because uh, I have a lot of Steven mm. Spielberg movies I have not seen, shockingly. He's and most good. Of them are he's good. People still pretend to dislike him for some reason. But <laughs> I, don't, he's good. I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, yeah, Tryhards. I mean, I kind of went through it like probably, but this is years ago, like in my like uh, film school, like even at college the height, age. Yeah. Well, even at the height of me being as pretentious as like possible like at the height of like insufferable hayden i was still like jaws is like the greatest movie ever made like i like i mean you you cannot you cannot deny the power of like just spielberg's so good man like close encounters Jurassic park (laughs) like the the dude like lincoln (laughs) warhorse i like all these movies Oh, you said Warhorse, and I'm thinking of that song from Conan that I sent you. I know you sent it a long time ago, and they they were like yeah. the fake Warhorse song for Oscar. It's like Oscar uh, Warhorse shouldn't win the Song Fest Oscar, and it was like a Warhorse, a clip clop clippy the clue. I said a war <laughs> nonsense song. That I love. Um, still on the Team Warhorse on the list. So I have not seen a lot of post 2000 Spielberg, especially. Um, uh-huh. So I watched Catch Me If You Can from 2002. Had you uh, never seen that before? Never seen it. Don't know how. I, I hadn't. I hadn't seen it till like a few years ago. I watched it on Christmas, and I was like, "That's pretty good." It's a Christmas movie. It, it. I think it ends on Christmas, if I remember right. Um, I think you're right. Yeah. It. Uh. Yeah. Catch Me If You Can is very good. Again, but even me talking about Spielberg recently, because there was a lot of talk about him, and people were like, "Oh no, he's great." Like you know, we're just all so used to how great he is, we kind of take it for granted. Even watching Catch Me If You Can, and you know, being like, "He's great," I still. I almost feel like I'm taking it for granted because it was like so effortlessly done. And yes. it's like, um, I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio's great. Tom Hanks is is pretty good. He's doing like a he's doing like a weird on and off Boston accent, which was a little distracting. <laughs> like, I don't know if he really nailed <laughs> yeah. that Boston accent down. Um, but uh, no, he's still good. But I mean, it, I love like a uh, like a con man movie, a he- you know heist movie, con man, all kind of the same vein. Um, you know, it's it's Tom Hanks chasing Larry DiCaprio around the country for years trying to catch him. And the story is fascinating. I mean, it's um what's his name? Frank. Um, oh Jesus. Of course I don't have it ready when I'm like <laughs> um uh Frank Abingale Jr. So yeah, DiCaprio's like he's like and he's like a teenager, early twenties, and he's like going around pretending to be a fucking pilot, uh <laughs> and like a doctor. How horrifying is that? It's <laughs> I can't remember because it's been a few he years. Never actually flies. Okay, okay, thank God. I, okay, thank yeah. God. I was about to say, <laughs> if that movie was <laughs> them actually be like, is there a, is if it was like a sitcom episode, is there a pilot on the plane? Yeah. <laughs> he gets shoved he, uh, They show the like one it. time he gets dragged into actually sitting on a flight, but there's already like three other pilots. It's like he's catching a a, a flight with another airline or something like that, right. and it's like. And they're like, hey, do you want to sit up in like, what do they call it? Like the, the drop dead seat or something. I don't remember. Like, uh, and he sits <laughs> on the seat in the cockpit. And they're, so, they're asking him questions, I think, about like flying. He's like bullshitting his way through it. Um, but no, he never actually flies a plane, thank God. Uh, and like he just, he realized once you are wearing like a, a pilot's uniform, especially I guess in the 60s, I believe this was, it was like you could fucking walk through anywhere. And people were just like, it's kind of like being in a military uniform, but without as much pressure, I think. You know, it's more like right. a fun, like, it's like, oh my God, he's a pilot. Like, you know, everyone just like, women love you. People are like <laughs> doing anything for you. He's like forging checks from, um, I believe it's Pan Am. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a defunct airline now. <laughs> and uh, 
you know, giving out checks for the company, like forging stuff. I mean, it's, it's all very fascinating. Like I love shit like that. And mm-hmm. uh, it is like two and a half hours long. So I thought it went on for a bit, a bit long. Yeah. Uh, also everyone for years was like, Oh, this is such a fun, you know, kind of a romp, a fun adventure. And it, but then it gets very kind of heavy in part, especially at the end with yes. uh, some stuff with DiCaprio and like his parents. Um, it was very sad. I was like, Oh, this is not what I expected to end on. Um but it works. It hits. Um, I mean, just a, just a great movie. Another great one from Spielberg. And uh, I'm happy mm-hmm. I finally saw it. <laughs> now, do you think, okay, better Boston accent, Tom Hanks in Catch Me If You Can or Leo in The Departed? It's good, good synergy there with, uh, I, I, what is Leo doing in The Departed? I've seen The Departed. I, dude, I love The Departed. Might be my favorite Scorsese, but his his accent no especially it's tough when he's around real boston guys it's like he's in the room with like matt damon (laughs) you know what's funny i feel like i am not the fucking red (laughs) i feel like there's a level of commitment that dicaprio has to his accent even it's not great that i like more than hanks's accent in catch you can't because i feel like there's just a weird like doesn't feel like it's fully there like it's like he, yeah. he's definitely doing a boston accent but i i rarely take dicaprio's there's a more passion and commitment to the to his accent um also he's having to compete against like Wahlberg and damon oh, who are like legit ev- boston dude, guys so. everyone damon uh damon of uh, fucking everybody's doing a, an a, doing a great boston <laughs> accent ray winstone didn't even try <laughs> yeah he's just like i'm just here uh up for, up for boston <laughs> can you try a little more on the accent he's like no i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna try i'm the guy who tells you who you can hit and who you can't (laughs) oh but yeah i still love the departed even yeah his act i think i just got so used to i've seen the departed so many times so catch you can was like a first time watch and i was like (laughs) whoa that's weird (laughs) oh yeah i mean yeah it's you know um yeah it's great i'm excited to watch more spielbergs i haven't seen because you Mm -hmm. know they're probably at least going to be good. I mean, Jesus. Which yeah. one? Which ones are you most excited uh, checking out? It's a good question. Um, Munich, nursing Munich, and I know that's like. Uh, Man, the last time I, I saw Munich, uh, me and my friend, me and my friend rented Munich and Hostel oh, <laughs> from wow, Bo- from a, Blockbuster. A tough double. <laughs> <laughs> and I did I did not like Munich, but I was it was also the time when I would watch Hostel. So like <laughs> so I need to revisit Munich. Yeah. Um yeah, uh Bridges Spies is one I'm excited about. Bridges Spies is, is like a very minor movie, but it, it, it's good. It like it's good. It is it is like one of those movies where you're like, huh, it's very good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm looking everything else and uh i mean i'm there's ones i'm looking forward to but those two pop out the most for me um randomly saw the terminals Uh, (laughs) i I, lincoln's on the list i i you know i'm i'm a big lincoln fan man oh okay okay i love i I love those period talkies man (laughs) see a two and a half hour period uh tommy lee jones is so good in it Did, uh, did Daniel Lee Lewis win the Oscar for Lincoln? He must have won the Oscar, I'm right? I'm not sure. You know what's funny is, uh, uh, no, it, it wouldn't be funny. Never mind. 
Never mind. <laughs> he but, did win. He did win, by the way. Um, he, he did win. But Tom, dude, Tom Lee Jones is it's crazy how like he walks away with that money. He's like, like you're like, oh, Daniel J. Lewis is President Abraham Lincoln. I, this is going to blow me. And he is good in the movie, but you're just like, who is this Tommy Lee Jones fella? He's got quite the career ahead of him. <laughs> <laughs> this cast of Lincoln is like a friggin' murderer's it is row. Of insane. Like, it is insane. I'm way down the cast list, and Walter Goggins just popped up like yes. 30 people down. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, Spade, Spader is in it. Uh, I almost said Spade. <laughs> <laughs> Spade, you know. <laughs> My buddy Spades is in it. Big Simper um, Tyrannus. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. Um, uh, yeah, I'll I will get around to Lincoln. It's on Prime. I probably should watch that soon. Someone who um, knows Latin better than me probably just like, <laughs> just um, like shat their pants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh well, from one great director to the next, so let's go to Russell Mulcahy's. I, I was going to transition with speaking of accents. Oh, there, <laughs> that's a much better transition. I like that. There's a lot of a lot of wild accents being thrown around in Highlander. Scot- I am from Scotland. I am the Highlander, and I'm from Egypt. <laughs> I'm from ancient Egypt, and my name's Ramirez. From, like, what? My name is Ramirez. <laughs> I just, actually, I yeah. love, <laughs> yeah, yeah. His, I love when he's like, what is the shagish? <laughs> it's just like, it is a wild, but, words okay. that came out of Sean Connery's mouth. Like, you want me to say this shit? Like, well, while, okay, while we're on the accent, I did take a few little notes. And I will say, I love that they do not shy away from, like, uh, Christopher Lambert's strange, you know, way of speaking. Like, I know he had to learn all of his lines phonetically. Yes, I just um, heard that from that, this movie. See, I never knew that before, that he had to learn his lines phonetically. So more power to Christopher Lambert because he was, uh, Was yeah. this, like, his first English role? It must so. have been, yeah, I think. Um, well, I, I love that they don't shy away from it, and it actually adds to the movie because, like, in any, you know, you, I feel like any other person coming from the standpoint of these are immortals, eventually they will just become neutral and they will have no accent. Right. I love how this is the opposite. They have lived <laughs> in and taken from every culture to, like, learn and experience. And so they are just, like... They're just like these, I know it's probably like cultural appropriation or whatever, but like they're immortal beings. <laughs> and so they're, they're just like, they're these walking relics of just ev- like everything from around the world. I love that. That's one of the little things about this movie that like I love. Yeah. I find it so interesting. Oh, I'm already so excited to talk about this. Yeah, he's, this like, is- he's like, he's like, I'm Egyptian, but I'm, I'm, I'm my name is from Spain, and and I fell in love with a woman in uh, what was it? Japan. Ancient, yeah, yeah in, with in feudal Japan, and I got the sword from my father. It's <laughs> like, it's like you are, you are the most interesting man in the, in the world. world. Yeah, and he says he's two thousand something years old. I believe. Yes, he's like, like um. He's been around a very long time. You think about that in terms of like, because it's already Christopher Lambert, McLeod's been around 450 years, something like that. Mm. Um, that's a very long time. But you've had 2,000 plus years. Like, right. I think the shit that Sean Connery has seen. Um, I was thinking about this time, like everyone's always complaining about the accents. And I'm like, wouldn't these guys be like a weird hodgepodge of like, all these lives that they've lived? You know what right. I mean? Like the accents would be very muddied unless they stayed in one place forever. But they don't no one seems to do that uh you know like immortals need right. to move around they have to move around by nature of you know 
uh, just kind of keeping up appearances, which is another thing I love about Highlander lore. It's like, how do you make up new identities? Because people would catch on probably about, wow, that guy's lived in that house 100 years and looks exactly the same. <laughs> like, um, oh man, I don't even know where to begin. There's a hundred who actually could go for Highlander. So did you tell me when we first pitched Highlander that you were like, like a newer-ish fan to Highlander? Like you'd only yes. seen it? Okay. So I I did not grow up with this movie. I, I only saw this for the first time a few years ago. Whenever I was living with Mark and uh, our friend Bryce, we were, me and Bryce were drunk and Mark had just, me and uh, Mark had just gotten home from, um, I, I think from work and he had just gotten like a new game system. I can't remember the new PlayStation or whatever. And we were like, Mark, come in here. We're watching movies all day. And he was like, the most unmarked thing I've ever heard in his life. He's like, no, I'm not going to watch movies. <laughs> he's like, oh, he's like I'm going to play my little games or whatever. And I was so mad at him because I was like, we are having a great time. But anyways, uh, Bryce was like, we got to Like we were on, you know, that perfect level where, where you've been drinking and you were just like, I know the perfect thing for this moment. We yeah. were like, <laughs> we were simpatico. We were like, uh, Bryce said, we got to throw on Highlander. I was like, I've never seen it. And he threw it on. And in that moment, I was like, I know I'm drunk, but this is the greatest movie I've ever seen in my life. Like <laughs> it was, it just played for me so well. I, I was like in tears. I was like pumping my fist. I was like screaming towards the end. I was so invested in the, it was like, I can't think of a better experience. I can't think of a better viewing experience for the first time seeing a movie uh, off the top of my head. I'm, I'm sure I've had some wow. other great yeah. ones, but like, oh, Phenomena was another, like the Dario Gento Phenomena. Oh, well, that movie great. is fucking amazing. <laughs> yes. How can you not be like jumping up but down by the end where the place <laughs> but, that movie goes? But yeah. this was so similar to that. And I was just like, I, it was, it was that very rare feeling. And it gets rarer and rarer as you get older, rarer and rarer as you get older. But I was like, this is a new favorite movie. Like uh, this is this is entering the canon like immediately. <laughs> I didn't have to stew on it. I was like, this is entering the canon of favorite Hayden movies. And I the, the one thing that always sticks with me is I was like, this must be how so many people felt the first time they watched like Terminator or something. Mm -hmm. Because when <laughs> I saw Terminator, I was young enough that I knew movies were cool, baby, as Mark says, but I didn't, <laughs> but like, I, you know, I didn't really pay attention to the story or anything like that. I was just kind of watching them as like images kind of flying by. And so I knew Terminator was cool because my dad said it was cool and I liked Arnold, but like, I have never had a pure experience with Terminator because that has, that was my first impression of it. But like watching Highlander, like following it, being so invested in it from like frame one, I was like, this is, this is like a monumental moment in cinema. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I, that's an amazing thing too. When like, I don't know about you. I feel like the older I get to, it's harder for movies to hit me like that right away where I'm like, this is a new favorite. Like yes. I, I, it's a yeah. weird process of like, even if I think it's like a five star over the bat, I'm like, well, it can't be a new favorite. I haven't lived with it for years and years. Uh -huh. I am getting easier going. Like yeah. as anybody who follows me on Letterboxd, I throw out fives like it's nobody's business. But like, <laughs> but like, so I I'm getting a little bit more open to that. But this, I I know what you're saying because this was like, no, no, no. This is going in the core, you know. 
yeah this uh I, I love that that it hit you that hard right and i guess being slightly drunk is the best way to watch i don't know well, and, and last night yeah. when i rewatched it i at first i was like i'm gonna catch up i gotta watch this drunk again try and try try and <laughs> i gotta try get drunk and, uh, really quick <laughs> yeah but but i got a little buzz then i was like you know what i'm gonna go i'm, I'm just gonna watch this you know I'm, I'm gonna watch this straight and so like by the time it was over i was totally sober and i was still like this movie is amazing <laughs> uh, well, it, it holds yeah. up drunker drunker sober <laughs> i love what i'm hearing so far i it's funny because like i think i've already kind of so i'm a really big fan of this highlander in general this movie the franchise like the tv series all the lore um so i but i did it didn't hit me like i can't remember how long i saw Highlander. i can't remember the first viewing of highlander but it was years and years ago um and i really i do remember i really liked it i always kind of uh walked around saying i really liked it and i was into it and it stuck with me but then like i this is going to be a lot of i'm gonna say this a lot probably in the episode but like kind of a tangent but like the the tv series really made me a fan of highlander in general that honestly is so interesting yeah <laughs> i've seen a, i've seen a few episodes <laughs> of the tv show you got to get deeper into it i there's a whole <laughs> there's a whole there was a whole thing with like so the first season of the highlander tv show is very much a like if you've seen a, a 90s syndicated tv yeah, show the incredible hulk uh that that like we're wandering from town to town so yeah it's a lot of like wandering from town, town town it's like bad guy of the week like a guest star probably will come in and um and like there was a lot of that in the first season of highlander and uh i believe the star of the show a guy named adrian paul who i'm a big, big fan of i think he's really great he and one of the producers were like this isn't very good he's like this is like we're not this is not we're not doing the most we can with this whole premise so we got to do better and the second thing they, they switched up and started adding way more into the the backstory and the lore and they kind of dumped some of the um uh what's the word well I, I have kind of a spoiler for a big spoiler for the show that happens in season two where they kind of like kind of cut off like okay the love interest is gone he has like a kid who's like not a kid he's like a teenager early 20s guy it's like his like sidekick something big happens with him um, and the show kind of pivots to being way more about uh, immortal, like uh, <laughs> like laws and lore. They're bringing this whole group called the Watchers, which mm -hmm. is super interesting because they're like a ancient group that's been studying immortals like since you know dawn of time, basically, <laughs> and recording stuff and keeping records. But they don't interfere; they just kind of like observe. Um, yeah. That comes from the show, um, and the show starts delving way more into other immortals which i find this is why i find so interesting because like the, this uh, the whole idea of being immortal is fascinating to me honestly like yeah. um and they the show does all these things with it where like characters will come in and it's like so, uh, say someone got killed at like uh, as a 12 year old and they're a, they're an immortal they're stuck as a 12 year old and how much does that suck you know what i mean it's uh -huh. like to walk around as like a 12 year old when you're like 300 years old in reality um right and there's all, I'm trying to think, there's all these things like that they do in the show that are just so interesting. And it, they, they can get so much deeper into this whole immortal mythology than any of the movies can. Um, and I don't know, that's, that honestly was what made me a bigger fan of the whole thing in general. And uh, and like they, the whole sh the show's weird too, because I guess they plan to have Christopher Lambert just be they were gonna oh my god let's talk about retconning continuity <laughs> so i was going so that was yeah. going to be one of my questions because i've never seen any of the sequel i want to see 
at least the quickening. Like I, I want to see at least the second one. It's fascinating. Uh, I've, never, <laughs> I've never seen any of the sequels. I've, I've only seen a few episodes of the TV show. I was going to ask, does it completely undo the power of the ending of the movie? I, see, I've never thought any of them do. I've never thought like you can watch the great thing about the Highlander movie that we're talking about is like that. It's, it's a very, it's a standalone story. It has, it ends. It clearly ends. Yes. Like, yes. And you I know, know every, I know everything now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I kind of wish that wasn't done in like just weird voiceover, but I don't know if they had time to shoot stuff, but no, um, it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. So, this will probably be also, the most things I could nitpick her movie that I gave five stars to. Cause I like, yeah. I love, I fucking love Highlander. It has some problems, but I don't sure. I mean, care. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, no, that that's how, you know, it's a favorite whenever you can, when you recognize the flaws and you're like, it just, that's your Keanu Reeves and Dracula to you. It's just like, <laughs> it just adds, it's just flavor, baby. Yeah, it's, it's just, just like all Mexican. spices. It's just, yeah. it's, so, um, Oh, what was I even saying? So yeah. Uh, yeah. The movie has a, a clear, a clear ending and then they keep trying to milk this franchise for all it's worth and i just watched uh, so yeah the the second movie is bananas i'm sure you've heard the original version of the second movie was like that they said they were the immortals were aliens from a planet called uh zeist yeah i don't i don't <laughs> like the idea of them being aliens no i fucking hate that idea <laughs> like a okay, lot okay so like, that is only a that is only a theatrical version of the second movie idea, right? Yes. I don't, and the weird thing is there's like three versions of Highlander 2. There's the theatrical. Yeah, there's get the, that out of here. Don't like that. Yeah, there's a renegade cut. There's another director's cut, I believe. Uh-huh. That's more of a, I can't remember which one's which. I, I think, um, I feel like the renegade version is the way to go. And I think uh-huh. the director's cut is still better than the theatrical, but I think people prefer the renegade. I think is the director's cut is not really this might be completely wrong i'm sorry <laughs> it's like it's so confusing with, with fucking highlander 2 because it's it's insane um uh-huh. that director's cut that they might be more like a producer's cut where it's like they just kind of move some things around right. um so try to watch the renegade version i don't know how i've heard is. that one is good yeah it's um it's uh pretty interesting oh oh yeah because they took away the theatrical cut was like taken away from russell mulcahy um by like producers and they oh. recut it and i'm reading the trivia that, that he walked out of the premiere 15 minutes in because he hated the movie um so not his fault necessarily right <laughs> um but i watched three highlander three which has multiple names like the sorcerer or the fuck else is it called um oh i can't remember but um the final dimension is what else it's called and it's like they retcon <laughs> it again so they ignore two <laughs> But they have this, this kind this of is a Halloween thing going on. Here. Yeah, or like a Text Chainsaw Massacre thing where they. Oh continue. yeah, more, more apropos, more they, apropos. That's why I was watching some Text Chainsaw Massacre recently, and I'm like, wow, this is just like fucking Highlander because they have a first movie. <laughs> this is just like Highlander. Just like Highlander. <laughs> they have a first movie that's like beloved and has a cult following, and then they keep trying to uh, do sequels that. Uh, kind of ignore or retcon things. Now, I love Tech Chainsaw Massacre too. Don't get me wrong. But uh, now, three tries to reboot it. Uh, Next Generation tries to reboot it. They do a straight up remake. I mean, it goes on and on. Um, Highlander, same thing. Three, like, doesn't even make sense. So <laughs> he wins the prize. I think they just ignore that he wins and that this whole thing is still going on. And 
the whole the whole like immortal gathering thing is still happening and there's a guy trying to kill mcleod um i think Mac- <laughs> so fucking confusing. <laughs> i think uh mcleod was like deceived he thinks he won the prize but that was some kind of illusion from like a sorcerer are you following know everything uh yeah i know everything they, i can't they even lied, do I, they lied to me <laughs> can't even do a lampair but um so three i thought i remember thinking for years that three was like kind of good and, and like maybe it is better than the natural cut of two but no i watched highlander three and i did not like it i'm someone that like loves highlander shit but it's a fucking mess um again and then they there's two more then they had uh Straight to video. There's I believe. five movies. There's more. Yeah, they did a thing called Highlander Endgame uh, in two. I've heard of that. Okay, which I actually like. Maybe my second favorite sequel because it. it Whoa! I know it pairs up uh, Christopher Lambert as Connor McCloud and Adrian Paul, who played Duncan McCloud on the show, and they have to team up to stop some evil immortal who's going to like. If he wins the prize, he's going to take over the world, and bad shit's going to happen. Um, yeah. Kurgan, and, Kurgan version two. Again, yeah, they <laughs> so many Kurgans, and they and that's all. I, I like that movie. It's not, you know, I, most people don't like that movie. It's, now but, I read. Yeah, he- Heather comes back for one. Which one does she come back in? Oh boy, because <laughs> whichever one she comes back in, I need to watch it. Because Jesus, I do not remember um, when, when she dies in the original. Matt, I cry every time. <laughs> Very sad. It, it, I was just t- because, like, for me, a, a, a big reason why I latched on to the first one. I, I, I know, like, it took the TV show for, for you to be like, I'm a Highlander fan. Because, <laughs> like, I do love the lore. I feel like I feel like your your in is the lore, and I do yeah. love the lore. It is awesome. But for me, I'm a romantic at heart, and like. I fell in love with Heather <laughs> and and Connor McCloud. And I was just like, they're they're amazing. I love this love story. And I need to see a movie where she is alive again. <laughs> okay. She actually, I forgot. She's, I guess, has some kind of part in Highlighter Endgame. Well, then I need to watch these movies. <laughs> Which I imagine has to be like a like a cameo or flashback yeah. or something. Um yeah, especially if you don't remember. If you don't remember. I don't remember. Yeah. And then uh I will warn you that okay after Endgame they made one more called Highlander the kill Source. Her again. <laughs> <laughs> I will warn you they uh, they bring her back just to kill her again. No, no, that I, I really can't remember. They there's a movie called Highlander the Source. Maybe one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> really, god awful. Like I don't know how. Like I only powered through it for like Highlander fandom, but Jesus Who Christ, is, it, is is uh, Christopher Lambert in it? No, 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 he's not. It's it's the guy from the show again. Um, Adrian oh God, Paul. is it like a finale for the show? Yeah, yeah, it tries to wrap right. up like everything. Um, it it went straight to Sci Fi Channel. Uh, <laughs> it's always a great oh sign. And uh, <laughs> to quote Chris Pratt from Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how many of the sources? I can't even it's horrible it's absolutely terrible <laughs> like um and i was somebody who was like all in at that point on the show and everything highlander and i was like yes i'll, I'll watch this and no not good at all <laughs> like um and directed by brett leonard who did uh you know some competent movies in the 90s like lawnmower man and virtuosity 
you you lost me. Okay. <laughs> you lost me. You lost me a lot more, man. It's okay. I mean, but those were movies that played in theaters. Like you should know what he's yes. you know doing. Um, right. So the Highlander franchise is a fucking mess. Like after mm. the first one, but the show does the best job of like, you know, it follows this other McLeod around, and then like, uh-huh. um, it is a lot of him like. It's funny because it, it takes a lot from a movie where the structure every week is like he's in present day, something's going on, and they do flashbacks like almost every episode um, to something in his past. And it's always like a different time period and some running we had with an immortal who shows back up in the show. And like they don't always have sword fights to to chop each other's heads off in the show. I mean, like he has people that he's like friends with. Like uh, there's a great like uh, character named Amanda who's like a cat burglar. It's like his basically his bat. If he's Batman, she's Catwoman. They have a great Ooh. like back and forth. Um, will they? Won't they? Like, but she's kind of always getting into trouble, and they has to, like bail her out. And like, so the show has time to develop all these characters and all the all these ideas. Um, like, uh, oh, there's a my favorite character on the show. Everybody's favorite character on the show. A guy named Mythos, who's like the oldest immortal. He's like five six thousand years old or something uh-huh. um and just the idea they there's one line that always stuck with me like i think they're he's talking and he's like you know he's i've been alive so long that everything to me is like a blur like hours pass by like seconds or minutes you know it's like which right. is a fascinating concept of like yes if you've been alive that long because that happens to me now i feel like time you know time feels so much shorter than i was a kid you know you know because uh, like my my intro to like the idea of like being immortal was the eternals no i'm joking my <laughs> my my intro to that idea was like you know vampire stuff because I, I grew up watching you know dracula reading dracula all that kind of stuff so like i have always thought about that like i'm or that that has always fascinated me about that concept because like you know you you get older in life you know i'm i'm like 30 right now and it's already weird to be like oh god time goes by so fast and 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 you know like something that happened a few months ago could feel like it happened yesterday imagine if you were six thousand years old it's just like oh yeah when when did when did uh freaking uh, the american revolution happen oh yeah that was just uh that was just uh that was earlier today right (laughs) right yeah that's like it's so like that's such a mind-bending concept like it's so cool yeah so interesting which is what what, what's your favorite part of the lore oh, good question i <laughs> like i think it's hard to put one thing i love that because it, it's kind of been um not defined because once they try to like explore it more in highlander 2 and completely fucked it up with them being aliens and everyone just ignores that now it's like there's so much about highlander and immortal laurel that's kind of like just the fans have kind of read into like uh-huh. Um, to be, it's like oh god, see this is what's gonna happen. This is gonna have all this nerd out on Highlander. Um, just the, that's okay. This is an incredibly nerdy movie. It is. Oh my god, it's like how did something this nerdy get made? I love. I wrote it in my letterbox review. It was like pretty tongue in cheek, kind of a joke. I was like, you guys keep your Lord of the Rings and your Star Trek and your Star Wars. I'm gonna nerd out on Highlander, and I do kind of feel like it's like my franchise. I mean, it's like it's like I, I love that because like I, I I will claim Lord of the Rings. I Lord of the Rings is my <laughs> shit, 
but like i agree with you everybody can keep their star treks and wars <laughs> and whatnot but like i love that this is your you're like this is my star trek yeah and i actually like all those things i mean i love star wars i'm a yeah. pretty casual lord of the rings and star trek fan but i can like love things about them but like this is the one i want to dive into and read about like oh this and that i think I, i'm trying to really pair your question out going off on like 40 different answers i think because i like the show so much it's like all these different lives of different immortals and how they've lived, how they've gotten by. Um, Cause like there's a whole idea of like playing the, the game, you know, it's basically cut, you know, sword fighting each other. Uh, it's like the idea of like how some immortals don't want to be in the game, how they hide from the game, how some immortals want to desperately win, how there's like some good ones, some evil ones, the idea of the, the quickening, like, um, that's the quickening. The, the quickening. Uh, there was a Actually, whole thing right now is the quickening. <laughs> their, their spidey sense of when they can sense another immortals around. Uh, I love that. I mean, there's just so many, all these concepts I find so fascinating. And like, um, there was stuff in the show where they explored about like light and dark quickenings, where if you killed enough bad immortals, it would eventually kind of leave you with like, like a dark mark on you or something, or you kind huh. of become more evil. But if you killed... There was like a very evil immortal, I feel like, who killed like a, a very, very old immortal who was like a holy man, like a, a great, you know, like a, by all accounts, a great person. And that huh. guy became a good person by killing that amazing, um, that nice man. <laughs> he got all like the good, he got like a light quickening because he was like, oh, I'm not evil anymore. I, I've been enlightened by killing this this great holy man, you know, it's now, like, yeah. Now it's implied in the first movie that he can still hear Ramirez. Do they ever go into an afterlife for immortals? I don't think that's really explored. I feel like there was, it must've happened in the show multiple times where they, he would like get himself killed air quotes intentionally to get in somewhere, you know, like if they take his body to the morgue, he's inside like a, I don't know. I'm trying to think of an example, like, or to get out of a situation. If he's like in jail, he could kill him. He could get killed or something, fake a death, and they could take him out, and he just wakes up. It, it, I don't think they ever explore that. I feel like you just kind of like because that's very that's also very interesting. Because like for for mortals, you know, it's a toss up. It, you know, it's it's whatever you believe in. Uh, there could be an, a spiritual afterlife. There could not be. But if you're a mortal on Earth, if you're a uh, uh, what do they call them? A zy- a zy- or is the alien race uh the the planet zeist i believe yeah. I if you're wrong. a zeistian <laughs> then uh then you could live forever on earth but if you're killed that's it you know <laughs> like if you get your head cut off that's it yeah that, that, that that's that's kind of that's interesting to me yeah i mean it's it's hard. it's like everything is fascinating about highly this is why i like the, the lore because i'm like all of it's interesting you know? like, do they ever them. like get into like reincarnation like say uh Say, say there's a Connor McLeod and he's in love with a, a Bonnie Lass named Heather <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, she dies and uh, hundreds of years later he runs into to, uh, a, another character clearly played by the same actress <laughs> and, and, they're go- and they're going for a reincarnation thing. Does that ever happen in the show? I sure it happened on the show but i can actually you tell you that write new episodes is what i would love to do that I <laughs> we should write we should write a fan season a fan, <laughs> we yeah. should i'm sure it happened on the show it definitely happened in the highlander three uh that i just talked about highlander the final dimension whatever you want to call it uh highlander three uh christopher lambert sees uh uh deborah Kara unger plays a woman that he like 
has flashbacks about like Victorian times and she's in okay. modern times, but she's not immortal. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm sure it happened. Yeah. I'm sure it happened a lot in the show. <laughs> like, uh, I have crossed oceans of time <laughs> to find you. <laughs> oh, so I, Christopher Lambert, let me ask you about him. He, I always been kind of a weirdo to me, but he I looks like just like Tom Jane. It always, it always, oh, he does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Once you say it, I'm like, I see it completely. He, he uh, is such a, he is such a weirdo. <laughs> such a weirdo. And my first exposure to Christopher Lambert was in the Mortal Kombat movie as Raiden, which right. again, bizarre <laughs> casting. <laughs> like, fuck, you know, like Sean Connery playing a Spanish Egyptian. It's like, you know, it's like, <laughs> Christopher Lambert is a guy who's definitely supposed to be of Asian descent. And they're just like, eh, make Christopher Lambert. Well, you um, know, he's like, he's Asian in the way that like Steven Seagal is Asian, you know? Just, and by that, I mean, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. He's, <laughs> I'm like, even as a kid, I was like, this guy's such a weirdo. I like, I've been fascinated by his, like, the way he reads lines, the way he like, yeah, the way he like delivers lines, like I think uh-huh. is always interesting like i always i i always go back to me and mark uh, we have a mutual friend named paul and we all watched mortal Kombat together and he pointed out that i don't even know what christopher lambert is trying to say but he <laughs> pronounces something as the amber strassel oh i don't remember that oh. i think he's trying to say the emperor's castle oh he's that's like, probably he's like <laughs> yeah that sounds right i have to go to the amber strassel <laughs> I'm like, so now that's an in joke for us. <laughs> but yeah, he may not be. I mean, well, may not be. I mean, he's, he's, I don't know. A lot of people say they don't like him. They don't think he's a very good actor. I don't know about how good or bad I he is. Love I love it because he's fascinating. Yeah. Right. He's fascinating. And like in general, he's fascinating. But in this movie, it brings such an otherworldly yes, kind of yeah. presence to this character. That's what I was thinking of. The world, the word I was thinking of is like everyone's ripping on his accent, but I'm like, to me, it gives you like a weird otherworldly quality. Cause again, he's lived through all these, you know, different periods and different places. And like his accent might be a mess, you know, like um, I don't know, you know, like I'm kind of making an excuse for a thing that, you know, he did that he just he's learned how to speak English phonetically. I did look up the trivia. They didn't know when they casted him. He didn't really speak English. <laughs> they were like, "Oh shit!" So right, yeah, they saw. I think, or I think he saw like a picture of him, and he was like, "Who is this man?" <laughs> That's the guy that. Uh, and I a, find that more interesting that he's like mm-hmm. this guy who's like a weirdo. And like, yeah, I have. I have. Before we get onto the actual topic, I have one more. <laughs> I have one more question about like the sequels. And stuff. Yes. Do they ever go back to? Uh, old scottish times uh i think in three actually again there's like a whole three is weird three is almost like a redo of one but not nearly as good (laughs) like um i think in three christopher lambert goes back to train in like in in scotland like it's like the same montage like they're on the hills with the big (laughs) sweeping train again yeah (laughs) well because i have a question because like (laughs) The, like the, this movie is so good and it leaves so much for you to like fill in yourself that moment he has with angus who's played by uh i think his name is james cosmos he's he's he played gior mormont the, the uh lord commander of the night's watch i know that's all gobbledygook in, <laughs> in game of thrones and like and he's he's a great actor but angus is like the one guy who defends him from the village when they're oh, like yeah, yeah. banishing him mm. you know and he's like i'll never forget you angus 
I'm, I apologize in advance for my Christopher Lamb. I'm glad you can Lamb do one because I can't. So just but, like, you but he's, it. he's like, I'll never forget you, Angus. And they give each other a look. I'm like, he's got to come back in a sequel. I don't think he does. I don't know how. <laughs> but all I'm saying is, Matt, we've got to write a sequel. I would love to write a sequel, a new TV show. What, what would what would the what would the like uh, if we did just a sequel? What would your oh, dude? Oh, I know man. it's cliche. <laughs> Highlander Resurrection. Resurrection would be so good for that, for that works for uh, Highlander. It'd be like yeah, that would be fun. Um, well, you asked my fan casting or my idea for a new Highlander like reboot. Would it be a reboot? Well, or we'll, straight well, we'll we'll get into reboots later okay. <laughs> because I, I want to bring up a certain reboot that's been in the works for a few years. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> oink oink baby. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh this is more inclusive oink oink but uh, but, but here i love the term an inclusive oink oink this is well, a really okay. yeah. uh, we'll, we'll just get into it now okay dude everything about this reboot i because when i walked away from this first movie i was like i texted my brother i was like my little my little brother who like He's a big action sci-fi uh, fantasy fan, more more fantasy than anything. He loves like in-depth lore and whatnot. And I was like, dude, you have got to watch Highlander. Yeah. And he was yeah. like, and he watched a little bit of it. And he was like, this is cheesy. He's very much the kind of person who like he cannot watch anything pre two thousand. You know, oh, anything uh, anything no. before that. You know these you know these characters. These real life, <laughs> these real life characters walk around. Anything before that is too cheesy. So like. This reboot would be a perfect gateway for these kind of people, and it just sounds amazing. How, do you know anything about this? The remake, the Highlander the remake, right? Yeah, it's uh, been stuck in production hell for like over a decade. I'm pretty sure and now, it yeah. kills me because the newest I can't remember who originally tried to get it up and running, <laughs> it's been going up for so long. I have no but idea. The, the hands that it has finally landed in are perfect. Yes, it's if, supposed to be directed by chad what's his i can't stahelski yes the the john wick guy yep (laughs) starring henry cavill yes i'm on board oh my god i'm i want this so bad i don't imagine yeah go ahead sorry (laughs) i was gonna say can you imagine john wick style action but with swords no i I, but i want to see it i mean i can't imagine in a good way where i'm like i can't even i can't even see it but i want to see it you know what i mean like i'm this is just a I don't know why it hasn't because like I I like John Wick and, and if they're just making those in the meantime that's fine but put the pause on the wick and let's get started on this Highlander movie dude yeah let's let's light it back up for Highlander okay <laughs> like, let's who, get dude who would be Ramirez oh man this is a good question um maybe well would they actually maybe go a Spanish Egyptian guy, but would he's they Egyptian actually, I always... would they actually go Egyptian or would they change it. They, they, who I don't know. What, what if it was Keanu? It. What if it was Keanu? Oh man, I would love that because we always joke he's immortal anyway. So, um, I'm, I'm Egyptian. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, it's like, whatever. I don't know. I wish I was better with, uh, well, I think they, I think the Egyptian line is so like tucked away in there. People forget about it because they always joke, yeah. like, oh, they made Sean Connery play a Spaniard. And I, you know, and I forget like, oh yeah, it's supposed to be a, it's so, you could do, it's so strange. It's so strange. You could do something. I, I don't know that. I don't know. Henry Cavill though, if he's playing 
uh, Connor McLeod again, he's almost, I, I like Henry Cavill a lot, but he's almost like too big and imposing a guy, if that makes no, sense. I almost no, want someone who's no, like, because no, no. then he has to go against the Kurgan. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I mean, no, the only thing I'm complaining about, the only thing I'm right, complaining about is right, that right. I think he's a little bit too like, Big and right. against a Kurdin, who do they you gotta get? find a bigger guy? <laughs> find a bigger guy. Find... Get, it's uh... just like it's just like beefy guys all the way down. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> just just like a Russian nesting doll of just guys that you're like they can't get any bigger than that guy. Oh, it's an even bigger guy. <laughs> I know. Oh yeah, at one point Dave, uh, Dave Batista was supposed to play the Kurgan, which would have been fun. I think Batista would have been cool. Had a yeah. blast as the Kurgan, like. Um, because I love Clancy Brown as the curtain because he's having oh. like so much fun. Like it's so is, obvious I, how much fun he's having. I know he originally wanted it to be a more uh, uh, you know three dimensional role. Like he uh, the the original idea I read in in the original script was that the Kurgan he wasn't just evil on behalf of being evil. Like he had he had become so. Ni- made so nihilistic by being immortal the mm. only reason he is he wakes up every day is to kill the highlander he's just like i just want to end the game like i just th- this is the <laughs> only reason i'm up and so he was like a lot more kind of like moody and uh i i know <laughs> uh, clancy brown was originally wanted to wear like bowler hats and try and look like uh, kind of more cultured and whatnot and I'm kind of glad they didn't because I love the Kurgan as just a cartoon villain. He's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, I I'm always reminded of that line from what does Holly Hunter uh, say in um, uh, raising Arizona. She calls him a warthog from hell. Like oh, that yeah. is literally the Kurgan. That's true. That's a lot of similarity between the Kurgan and, uh, and that guy in raising Arizona that, uh, uh yeah, that's, <laughs> it's what he feels like. It's like, I don't mind like, I mean, there's already so much going on. I don't think I need Kurgan backstory. You know what I mean? It's like, we yeah. already have Connor McLeod backstory. That That is one of the things that I think the movie is a little clunky with uh, is like the constant throwing back to his uh, backstory. I mean, it's important, obviously, but it's I like- love I love that though. Because I, I love all the backstory, I think, even more than the present day stuff. Oh, see, I'm the opposite. I'd rather have, I'd want more present day stuff. That's why when I watched the show, <laughs> when I'd watch the show, I would get a little, not like annoyed, but I would be more interested in what's going on in the present day. And they constantly mm-hmm. get these flashbacks. And I'm like, and it's that's fine. Because because you're like, we we already know where we are. Like, that's, I, yeah. I, I get that from a story point, but I, I, man, I don't know. I love period stuff. So like, I love going back and, and, I, and I love Heather. You know, I, I can't deny it. So I'm like, <laughs> It Look, just adds I, so much yeah. pathos to this character. Yeah, and the flashbacks usually add like emotional context to the the present stuff, which is obviously important too. So I don't hate. I'm just saying, like, it's more of again anything I nitpick too. I fucking love this movie. I get a five stars letter box. I'm just I'm just saying uh, things like as kind of almost devil's advocate, where I'm like, you know, I like this a little more than that, and this doesn't quite work. I because I, I was watching this movie this time and thinking about it. If I just watched it for the first time with no context. And how you'd be like, wait, what the fuck's going on? Because it starts off <laughs> with a sword fight after you get the little, the, the crawl. Yes. Just they jump right into that sword fight in Madison Square Garden. How awesome drive. would that have been if you were like dragged to this movie by somebody who was excited for it, didn't know anything about it. And you watch <laughs> this movie and it opens on a sword fight and like, you know, contemporary, uh, was it New York City in like a parking yeah. garage? It's in Madison Square then- Garden, the parking garage. Yeah. <laughs> During yes. a wrestling event. Like, <laughs> 
and then it, and then the sword fight ends with like the guy who just got beheaded turning into like lightning like i mean <laughs> if you were in the theaters knew nothing about this movie you'd go oh whoa <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my happening? god i mean just the fact that like these guys are having a sword fight seemingly out of nowhere and then and then the fact that when he gets beheaded that whole thing the quickening happens and you'd be like what what's going on like i was i, mean, I would love it but i wouldn't know what the fuck's happening <laughs> and then they start going <laughs> bouncing around all these flashbacks and um you know it would have been kind of a crazy experience i'm sure but um mm-hmm. it would have been fascinating I, I don't know i but i see i i love this stuff i already know what's going on i'm very well informed but if i didn't know i'm like how how well will this play would you be able to keep up i I don't know the answer to that question, but it yeah. definitely uh, throws a lot at you very quickly. Mm-hmm. I uh, let me see. I, I I did take a few notes. Okay, um, here's a little one. Speaking of the Coen Brothers, Skinny Joe Polito or John Polito? Yeah, his name. Did you did you see his character name? No. What was it? This is so weird. Close to my name, Detective Walter Bedso. It's my <laughs> name without the L. <laughs> I've never seen Bedso, and I was like, what? they kept saying it. I was like, what? And it was like they just they dropped the L, so instead of Bledso, it's Bedso, and I was like, huh? John Polito? Oh God, was- that's so close. It's like anytime I watch a movie, and I I I can't remember the last time I saw a movie and there was a character action named Hayden. Most of the time, it's Aiden. Aiden I'm like, yeah. you're so close. <laughs> you're so close. But uh, there's that. I I was gonna say like there, there's like uh, like. There's two other things I just love about this movie, like beheadings. Okay, I know this is morbid, dude. Beheadings are so in a movie in fiction. Decapitations are so cool. <laughs> like, I mean, it's just like what a way to like dispatch a character. Right. Like, it is just there's a reason why there's a reason why everyone watching Halloween movies are always like Laurie cut his head off cut michael's head cut off head and, and then they do yeah. that at the end of h2o and you're like oh baby and it's just like it, because it is there's such a finality to it yeah. it is like what what a what a like punctuation mark just such a definitive <clears throat> death and the only way to kill an immortal obviously cut the head off so such a very like a mm, exclamation point on this <laughs> It is, yes, it's just like, yes, perfect. It's like a perfect exclamation point. I I was thinking it's kind of amazing the show went on, like, and played, I think mostly during the afternoons, like on Saturdays, like the Highlander show and like the whole show, uh, the crux of the show is decapitating people. Cutting people's heads off. (laughs) Like, obviously they would cut away from it and not show it as graphically as the movie, but still it's like Uh this idea that decapitations were such like a a thing. I mean, yeah, I was just like, God damn, I love like, that these guys are having fucking sword fights constantly trying to cut each other's heads off. I was like, it's just cool. That's all. It's just cool. It is cool. <laughs> I want to see, like, I want to see Chad. I want to see, I, I want to see Chad it's, direct it's Henry. It's crazy to me. Two, two movies that I cannot believe that they can't get rebooted um, are Highlander and the Crow reboot. Right. I, it I'm, seems like... It yeah. seems like so so obvious, right? Yeah, it doesn't. I I mean, Highlander has so much lore that they haven't even like touched in the movies, and, and that's all people want nowadays. Like, I mean, that is that is an IP machine right there. Right, it's an IP Guaranteed, like guaranteed franchise. The Crow, I want to happen a little less, just because of like yeah. the whole Brandon Lee thing. Yeah, and I kind of want like them to leave it alone. Who was um, the last guy supposed to be the Crow? Wasn't it Jason? Momo Jason Momoa, but they released some like test photos. Oh, Jason Momoa could be a Kurgan. Oh my God, he could be the Kirk. <laughs> he'd have, he could be a Kirk. He'd have a great time. Um, 
they they released some test photos jason moa as like in crow makeup that they'd taken like they were pretty close to making that movie i think it looked pretty good i was like shit maybe i do want the jason momoa crow movie. see that's the thing is like i can see henry cavill as like a as like a as you know the highlander it's so hard for me to see jason momoa as like the sad crow guy yeah i bet i thought <laughs> i thought about that too until i saw the pictures and i was like okay okay the wrong guy but like you know you could always i think change up the the profession i guess but then you, that's kind of i don't know it, it i don't know because everyone's like oh he's just like a sad rock star but he's like works out all the time i don't know you know i, I don't know <laughs> i gotta it's, get ben for that he's he's the, get. he's the big sad guy sad fleck <laughs> and, uh, I, so i'm surprised that they just because they're like huge it's funny because it's like even people haven't seen highlander the crow they probably have heard of them they know the basics you know so it's like mm. it's an ip thing and we know that studios want recognizable ip you know right and like but it's funny because highlander we talk about all the other fandoms like star wars star trek and lord of the rings highlander feels like the rc cola of nerd fandoms yeah it's like like it exists but people don't necessarily think about it that much and everyone rc cola is kind of good by the way i kind of like rc Cola. nothing about nothing gets the quality of rc cola i'm just saying like it is clearly like not the a or the b brand it is like firmly yeah that's that's a good point you know it's so strange because i remember people talking about highlander and like growing up and so i kind of always thought it was more like the not necessarily the hipster uh (laughs) a franchise or whatever or or like you know sci-fi fantasy kind of 80s action movie but i always thought it was like uh i don't know where i'm going with this but like i knew that i knew that the fandom was there but you're right it never was quite as popular yeah it's i mean it's one of those things that people would know the name and they know there could be only one and that's the mark it's left on mainstream pop culture i would say like and everything about sean connery (laughs) everything about him and his wonderful like peacock outfit he rides in on like uh, spanish peacock Oh, he's great. I know the casting makes no sense, but I do love him in this. He uh he really he's, adds he's fantastic in this movie. And like, oh dude, the I that's another thing. The fight between the Kurgan and and um Ramirez is like I love how when two god they're basically gods, when two right. when the two gods are like duking it out, it just there's like so much magnetism and like electricity in the air that it like spawns a thunderstorm and like the lightning's just destroying this place. <laughs> I love how elemental it is. It's just like, yeah. oh, this is so it's, cool. It's very epic. It's very epic feeling. And uh, that last fight feels super epic. I love it's Russell Mulcahy deserves more credit because this guy yes. shoots the shit out of some stuff. Like he like everything's very dramatic. Everything's very like over the top in a way that I love. Like. Um, the way he even starts the movie off is so amazing when he flies to that arena. Yes, like, the, I was thinking that last night. Like these, uh, these like the the movement of these shots is kind of crazy, you know. Yeah. And like even the parts where they're just walking through the police station, just following these characters. Like it, the movie looks really good. You know, it, it's never show offy, but like 
it's really impressive. Yeah. And even if some people might think like all the camera stuff is going to show off, he, I love that shit. You know what I mean? Like, cause he, the camera's flying around. Like I think in yeah, the last sword fight. I, I know I just said it wasn't show off. I guess it kind of is, but like, got, yeah, I kind of love that about it. So it's, you, you know, know he's a I music video guy. It's yeah. like, if you're making music videos, that's kind of, you got three or four minutes to like, you know, do some stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, you gotta be kind of show offy. And um, they had to rig some, I built, I read they had to build some kind of special camera wire system to fly through the arena um totally oh, that's crazy uh and like, it looks amazing the last fight between mcleod and the kurgan when like they're in the uh, the factory or what i don't know what it even is like the building and there's like glass behind them and the camera's like on the floor and kind of flying up to the sword fight like god damn it looks it looks so good i like i know it's a cliche now i'm almost getting tired of saying it myself but like i love that so much of this was like I don't think any of this was CGI. You know what I mean? It's so much of it is like just they had people in locations and these flying the camera around. And it just looks like a million bucks um, and like just physical stuff. happening. You know, it's like, oh, I love it. That whole silver cup like background is such a good setting for that fight. You know what I mean? Oh, I, yeah, absolutely. I was trying to look up because I remember it was originally so apparently the producers were trying to save money all the time they like they would like refuse to serve like the cast and crew like breakfast oh jesus <laughs> yeah they were trying to save money so they were always like like mulcahy definitely deserves a lot of credit because they were working against these guys the whole time like i think the movie was originally supposed to climax on top of the statue of liberty which also would have been amazing, I'm sure. Yes, and then they changed it, and then they were like, "No, no, no, let's let's do an amusement park." And then finally, they were like, "Eh, uh, we're we're taking away like even we're trying to save <laughs> even more money. Just do it on top of this building." And yet, when you watch the movie, you're like, "This it couldn't get any cooler than this." <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're just like on top of the silver cup building. You're just like, I, "Statue of Liberty, what?" <laughs> yeah, who needs a Statue of Liberty? I say. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I can't remember what the budget was now. Um, but uh, sadly, did not make its money back. I mean, not a hit, Highlander, when it first was in theaters, which is crazy to me. I guess things people had it so good in 1986, they have to ignore Highlander. <laughs> what movie. else came out in 86? It's a good year, I think. Big Trouble in Little China. Look look up top 10. Look okay. up top 10. <laughs> I always uh, like doing this from, from a year. Um, we got it. Okay, it's real quick. Queen, can't not mention oh, Queen. Oh, my God. I was surprised for this long to get to this. Oh, my God. Fucking okay, <laughs> Princess was, of the I, Universe is. Like, I was gonna ask what you, what's your favorite song and like, cause like it's gotta be Princess of the Universe for me. Like it's just the best way to open the movie. Oh my god, yeah, and it's I mean, such a fucking like banger. Yes, exactly. It's such just like rousing anthem, and like that that goes along with with how he flies through the arena. Like it, that song is a big part of it too. How like energetic the um, the opening is. You know, it's like. Mm. um and god i love that song because they also that's this is i mean at this point the funny thing my earliest highlander memory is that the i had a babysitter that watched like this block of tv that i mostly hated uh <laughs> dr quinn medicine woman oh i remember dr Quinn. Uh, i believe walker texas ranger was in there yeah and then finally we got to highlander and it was the only one i thought was cool and like the fucking opening <laughs> theme to highlander they were allowed somehow to use that the Queen song. Awesome. That and, uh, is awesome. And that thing comes in so hot. It gives you the crawl again. He explains like, 
I'm Duncan McLeod. I've been around 400 years. I'm a Highland, you know, and I'm immortal and I kill, you know, and then it comes into the, you know, the here with the fuck. Oh my God. The Freddie Mercury vocals just come in. You're like, holy shit. And then I remember being like a little kid when that song would kick on, I'd grab like a fucking, um, like paper towel roll or something, pretend it was a sword and start like sword fighting. <laughs> like it's so fucking hard. You're like, I'm pumped. I got to do something with this energy. It can be only one. Like I was just, <laughs> I would just get so, that song gets you so hyped up. I mean, it got me, uh-huh. but I was like, I'd get, so that was my earliest memory of the show was always remember I loved at least the theme song. I don't think I actually watched an episode for years and years, but because uh, I didn't watch the show all the way through till like, 10 12 years ago because it was on netflix uh-huh. streaming when that was i remember netflix streaming was kind of a newish thing and they and, just had uh, everything yeah yeah we had like a lot more stuff and i remember like oh the highlander tv show i remember like i think i started watching it just because like i remember i like the theme song let me watch a theme song and then i would watch the whole show <laughs> and like, i got super I, i'm enveloped i'm, enveloped. <laughs> I'm invested I'm in, in this give me all i love i love the weird little cover of new york new york <laughs> oh yeah that is <laughs> <laughs> that place for like a half a minute. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, let me give you the top grossing movies of '86. Okay, um, I should have known this one. Top Gun. He's Tony Scott. I mean, Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, Crocodile Dundee was number two. <laughs> um, Karate Kid Part Two. Uh, Back to School was number four. Wow, the Ryan Dangerfield movie. <laughs> um, Aliens. Uh, okay. The is not higher, honestly. Um, oh, Star Trek for the Voyage Home. One of my favorite Star Trek movies. Uh, the color purple. Uh-huh. Speaking of Spielberg's. Yep. Ruthless people. What is ruthless uh-huh. people? Huh. Okay. Ruthless people. I just. Why the fuck did it? I just saw something about that. That's weird. Uh, I'll yeah, look that, that up. Ferris Bueller's Day Off is in here. Uh, something called Down and Out in Beverly Hills. Uh, that's the top ten. Then it's The Golden Child came out. Cobra. Stone's Cobra came out. <laughs> um, color of Money. Poltergeist Two. Pretty in Pink um okay i'm gonna stop you right there i'm gonna tell you yeah (laughs) i'm gonna tell you i would rather watch highlander more more than any of those movies (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know what i made like like i mean because i was gonna say it's gonna give these people of 1986 the benefit of the doubt but like they were sleeping on this (laughs) well i do love aliens a lot and star trek 4 i i will we've talked about aliens (laughs) (laughs) i do love cobra I fucking love Cobra with Stallone, but I would watch. I Island. do like Cobra. I do like Cobra. Oh man, just Highlander gives me like everything I fucking want in a movie. Like it gives right. me. I mean, like, like I mean, th- that's what I'm saying is like it, it was the perfect time. I feel like it was the perfect time for for Highlander too. Like I mean, I, I don't I don't know what people were wanting back then. I yeah I don't know. It's Highlander. so weird. So okay, the whole point was the gross. Um, what did it make? Uh. Boy, this is the most like <laughs> this is the most scattershot podcasting I've ever done. I'm sorry. Yeah, everybody. I'm sorry. It's all over the place. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. We threw this together yesterday too. That also might be part of it. <laughs> we, uh, yeah, that's a good point. It only cost 16 million. It looks like it cost way more than 16 million to me. Um, only yeah. made, only made 5.9 million worldwide. What the fuck? What is going what on? The fuck? And yet, it still spawned five movies and still a spawned a how, how many? How long did the TV show run? How many seasons? Six seasons. Six seasons, and this was back in the day when every show had like forty episodes, and they were all like an hour and a half long. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I guess it it might be different because it was syndicated. Like you know, you catch it on like okay, your okay. one of your local channels, like I said on the weekend probably because they could just play it whenever. Um, I miss that era of like 
random syndicated shows that like would just play like there was an oh absolutely show, another show that I only loved the theme song to when I was younger called Renegade with Lorenzo Lamas. Yes, <laughs> I vaguely remember okay. Renegade. Amazing theme song. Go watch the the opening to Renegade, and you'll be like, "Holy shit, this show seems amazing." I thought the show never lived up for that opening, but it's like it gives you all the backstory <laughs> to the guy. It's like he was a cop who turned in bad cops, and they they killed his wife, and he had to go on the run. So it's like every week he's like on his fucking motorcycle going to like a new place and solving a problem. And like that's that's all these. Sh- I love how that's all these shows. Just like <laughs> I'm going from town to town. I'm doing I'm doing I'm doing a little thing. Little dad. Uh oh, this town has a corrupt mayor. I better kick him out a window. <laughs> <laughs> now now on to the next town. Like yep. I one of the like between all these shows, they had to have visited every town in the United States. You would think, yeah. I mean, between Werewolf, between Incredible Hulk, between uh, <laughs> Renegade, all these shows. And I'm thinking it's funny now about the Highlander show, about how many problems came to him, came to Duncan McLeod, because he's like he runs. It's funny he runs an antique shop, just like Connor McLeod. Um, um, don't think so. How is he related to Connor? They're in the same clan. That's the weird. It's like uh, okay. It's like. And he talks to two immortals from the same. I know. I know. What are the odds? It's like a small town having like two celebrities or something. It's like, um, and it's the first episode of the show. um, Christopher Lambert shows up in the first episode of the show only. He never comes back in the show. I'm pretty sure. Um, But he like helps bridge the gap. So the show like, again, says, no, the, the game is not over. There's still plenty of immortals. We're not done yet. Christopher Lambert is still alive and just kind of like doing his thing. And uh, they team up in the first episode against a guy who is kind of another Kurgan type guy. <laughs> and um, I've and seen one of these before. <laughs> this is another Kurgan. Another Kurgan guy. <laughs> so yeah, the whole thing was Kuma supposed to be Chris Bear. Runs an antique shop. Uh, where is even going with this? What did you ask me? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I, I just, how are they? Oh, no, no, no. I asked you how they were related. Oh yeah. You so were... in the first episode, I think he Duncan has like a girlfriend and he's explained to her like the situation <laughs> i uh, think she already knows he's in i can't remember she knows he's so immortal. I'm immortal i'm immortal i just watch it know this. no oh, she does this know so, that's so sweet how they oh man, i'm just thinking about heather again. We'll, we'll come back to that i want to talk more about that but so in the in the show yeah i the girlfriend knows and there's a whole conversation about like like she's like you're why would you stay with me i'm gonna get older you're gonna stay the same age and um he wants no part of the thing you're gonna get older and i'm gonna stay the same (laughs) all right all right all right uh so yeah i mean he he just wants to live a normal life he wants to stay out of the whole thing about you know beheading people the game Uh he just is like he's out of it and then this guy comes looking for him who's basically their kurgan um and then bear shows up and he explains his girlfriend like oh yeah me and condom are from the same clan but he's like a guy that i heard stories about as a kid um who was a guy who got killed and and came back to life basically so it's right. like there's like a generation or two between them um but came from the same clan somehow <laughs> like what are the odds but the show may seem like there's a fucking ton of immortals out there <laughs> like apparently yeah enough for every week <laughs> one enough, one for again, every yes week. enough for every one week for amazingly every week. <laughs> like somehow yeah he runs into people every fucking week someone comes looking for him they're like hey duncan i need your help and both to be fair it it is a big world that's true that's true there's a mortar small over the world um there's so much to dive into then the show never really felt like it could have gone on for much longer i think it the the last season is really bad because they were supposed to end the show in like season five 
and the producers wanted it was still popular they wanted more episodes though and like they're like well let's try to spin off the show into another highlander show so there's like like a whole section of the season where it's like the main guys barely even in it and they're trying to like spin off other characters and it's just oh lord no very bad i skipped i was like this is like unwatchably bad yeah <laughs> like um and the first season's not great either really finds its footing in like season two and is good for like two through five like really consistently great i thought like they have all uh-huh. these things they throw in about like what if like humans found out about immortals or like there's like a small group of humans who find out immortals is and they go on like a they basically form like a vigilante group to go kill immortals themselves that's a, matt i think we found your patreon content <laughs> just to talk just about you, yeah just you reviewing every episode, episode of highlander. highlander show um <laughs> oh man i could do it uh there's a whole thing about that group the watchers are supposed to be like you know just stay out of it if if they overstep the bet the, they're bound and kind of like kind of get involved that whole situation and like uh-huh. you know there's all kinds of stuff i really i'd say give it another shot it's on peacock it's on a lot of places for free actually now that i think about it, it's like uh-huh. on tubi i think um, did you see did you ever see uh wishmaster four i never made it that far i never got past two okay, <laughs> okay. you might like okay two honestly four four is the only good one other than the first one in my opinion four is like a mixture of highlander and the santa claus two (laughs) (laughs) because because uh the djinn finds out he needs to get married (laughs) just like in the santa claus two yeah (laughs) and then um and then gabriel the arch the archangel comes to earth to kill the djinn and he has a sword he has like a broadsword but but Gabriel the Archangel is is, is an even bigger jerk than, <laughs> than the Wish Wrestler because he'll just show up and kill someone. He'll just kill people <laughs> getting get his way. And it, it is kind of awesome. Okay, I, I would now, actually recommend Highland. I remember uh, a friend who went through the all Wish four Wrestler. telling me that he thought three and four were pretty bad, but he thought four actually bounced back from three a little bit. Oh, definitely. Because he thought three was like the complete bottom of the barrel. Oh, it's- yeah. Three is three is just like the dregs. Like I had no interest after. Oh, what's his name left? Uh, Andrew Devoff was not the genie anymore. The the gin. Yeah, like- that's the worst part. Is like new new G- new gin isn't as good. <laughs> that does sound very interesting, though. Um, you would like, dude. You would like it. It kind of scratches <laughs> that itch. Oh man. All right. I I might need to check that out now. <laughs> so. Um, but yeah, the other thing that I love this idea about being immortal, it's like building relationships with people. It's like what, how hard that is, because it's like, yeah, would you even want to do it at a certain point? Because like, you know, how, you know how it's going to end every single time. <laughs> like you're going to uh-huh. be alive forever and the people you love are going to die. And you just have to, I am of- that dramatic, like I'm that dramatic romantic guy. That's like, oh, but it is better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. <laughs> so like, because yeah. I mean, because imagine just like going through an eternity, never forging any relationships. That would suck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, would be, I mean, that would be miserable. <laughs> That's why the Kurgan's so mean. Right. He doesn't have the a Kurgan never lived, laughed or loved. You know? <laughs> need to put that sign above his, like his bed. So he'd remember, I got to live, laugh, love more. What am I doing? 
<laughs> I'm just cutting heads off every day. Um, that scene really hits with uh, with Connor and um, oh fucking Heather because uh, I don't know why I said fucking oh, Heather. Sorry. Uh, oh. <laughs> they it's the the Queen song helps too. The Queen music really. Oh fucking gosh. Adds, like, yes, level. I was gonna say because I was I was like, what's your favorite song? But uh, who wants to live forever? I mean, like it's it's so good. They, and they both have very different goals you know what i mean prince of the universe will get you all excited and pumped up and like yes who wants to live forever is this very sad ballad that that really hits in the context of like of you know what's going on um and just and just like the fact that he just stays by her to her like on her deathbed oh, it's just like kills me how how sweet that is oh <laughs> yeah that is beautiful did he stay with her when she got even she got old and she's like why would you still be with me he's like i love you and then you know it's like and oh. dude whenever the first oh. time i watched it i thought the kurgan was i mean it is still horrible and horrifying what he does what, what the implication of what he right does. right but i'm i'm so glad he didn't kill her i was i was right. like i was like oh she's dead he's gonna kill her but uh yeah no I, I, again not not to downplay what happens but the fact yeah, that they yeah. still got to have a life together after that into That's... into her old makeup age <laughs> <laughs> hey at least it didn't cuz she was like digitally. i was like i was like yeah. you are not you are not deathbed age yet you were <laughs> you were still well she's lucky to live that long in like 1500s is is good, scotland good like jesus christ they probably <laughs> died at like 30 she, you know 30 i was going to say she might have been like 35 <laughs> <laughs> just aged differently back then um yeah, I mean that stuff. That stuff works for me. I, I okay. Now speaking of love stories, my other nitpick I feel like with the movie, I, I feel like the the whole love story with Connor McCloud and uh, Roxanne Hart's character Brenda is day. pretty undercooked. Like, <laughs> yeah, I like that it's there for. Uh, I, I I like that it's there. I don't think it's necessary at all. I I, I do think that the movie. That those characters could have not had a romantic spark at all, and the movie would have been fine, maybe even just as good, you know. But I do like the implication that he he learns that he can love again, you know. That's, right. That's also so well, sweet. I was thinking this time a really easy way I think to add more to this would to say, like, oh, I guess that would she's investigating things that wouldn't matter. I, I was like, damn it, if they added like if they were characters that that like knew each other before and they drifted apart and they got back together you know what i mean but mm, okay. but the, the the whole thing is her and kind of investigating the whole thing so that would that mm. wouldn't work but i was like or even if she was the reincarnate if, if it was like a dracula story and she's like yeah she's yeah. like the reincarnation because the fact that like we get to the end point and it's like he's won the prize he's the last immortal um and he can have kids now so the and- prize is just all knowledge right being <laughs> all known <laughs> i thought we talked about this yeah the prize is interesting because it, like you can you're you're mortal now the prize um, is a lie it sounds like <laughs> well yeah i mean the G- oh. given the sequels of the tv show i feel like the prize is a lie and the prize seems like well in the second one it's so fucking weird he like he gets older you can become mortal when you get the prize you're you can have kids um he he and he have all this knowledge you have like all the knowledge of the world basically <laughs> and you can right. you could set up world peace and do all these great things and he like builds this dome i, I love that little voiceover he's like i can i can tell everyone how to get along <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 how amazing would it have been if 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 like they're they're on that hillside they're overlooking that coast and 
and she's she's like so you know everything now he's like yes i'm descended from a race of aliens from the planet zeiss (laughs) (laughs) uh, oh god thank god that was just like a one-time blip and no one talks about it it's like Uh, don't ever bring that back in continuity like just a horrible idea um uh, yeah i guess you get you get all the knowledge of the world and like that's what i was saying if you if you were a bad immortal and you won, you could use it to destroy everything. If you're good, you can use it to bring about world peace. And he builds this fucking dome around the world in two to help fight the ozone layer. What? I need uh, to see these movies. It's wild. Two is, I mean, at the end of the day, two is insane. Michael Ironside's the villain. He gives a crazy over the top villain performance, you know? Um, And it doesn't make any sense because it's like he, Oh, we shouldn't get too much in it too, because two is a whole thing on its own. But we like, may have to come back in a few months, maybe a year, and do and do, <laughs> do the two. It's yeah. yeah I mean, it, it doesn't make. I will just say this: two doesn't make any sense about how things kind of like fix themselves or get back to where they are, and the whole alien thing is terrible. I love how much is not known about the immortals. I do too. Yeah, I love. I love, I love how it's it's explained just enough. Yes, exactly. just enough. Sean Connery gives us like all the information we need. <laughs> like, mm. um, I was wondering, I couldn't even find this anywhere when I was like, Googling about Highlander, like the whole idea of like the gathering when there's only a few of them left, they all feel a pull to come to the same place and kind of like finish everything. Like what if a bunch of mortals just didn't participate and it would just right. never end, right? It's like, I was just like, like it, no, I like living forever. There's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to fucking- I live, laugh and love, baby. <laughs> I'm going to live, laugh, love forever, baby. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I, I, in the show, there's so many immortals who don't fight, who don't even want to fight, um, are just kind of living their lives. I'm like, this thing's never going to fucking end, I guess, which I mean, like, is more interesting to me that you kind of just defend yourself from like people who want your power to get more powerful for themselves, take the quickening and all that. Um, mm. I don't know. The, the, the gathering idea has always been like a little weird to me. Like, um, probably because i just don't want the, the thing to end honestly i'm like i don't right. want there to be a gathering i just want to you know just tell me i, I don't want a gathering yeah i don't want a gathering <laughs> um, tell me more stories um i have a quote i have a it's kind of long but i want to okay. read it it's uh it, it's uh it's back to how we were talking about uh, connor as a character okay so wyden the guy who wrote the which is crazy which is crazy the the original script for this this guy just like wrote it when he was in school and he was and he's just like carrying it around in his back pocket he, he's like one of these i get i don't know if he's like a little la guy or something like that but he's just one of these guys with like a script in his back pocket and it just happened to be this incredibly well thought out and like i, I don't know like i don't know it just blows my mind anyway so this guy widen had originally envisioned Connor as a very serious, grim character following centuries of violence and loss. The film portrayed McLeod as a person who has suffered loss and fears new attachment, but doesn't deny the possibility of love, maintains a sense of humor about life, and tells his adopted daughter to have hope and remain optimistic. In a 2016 interview with Hey You Guys, I don't know. (laughs) never heard of them lambert said part of what he found appealing about Connor mcleod uh was the man still having humor and hope despite his long life and many losses it's the only wait it's the only role okay i'm not gonna do it (laughs) he said it's the only role that i have played that is touching on the subject of immortality through a character carrying 500 years of violence pain love and suffering on his shoulders who is still walking around being positive 
That is what amazed me about him the most. It's difficult living through one life, but to see all the people around you dying over and over. How do you cope with that pain? How do you have the strength to keep on uh, walking? Or I think it's waking. How <laughs> do you have the strength to keep on going, to keep being positive and optimistic, to be capable of falling in love again when you know the pain it creates when you lose them? And like, dude. <laughs> yeah. Just... Like he he's up there with George Bailey, <laughs> Connor McCloud, greatest greatest character, George greatest Bailey, character. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you kind of you'd have to pick a lane. It's some you know like like because you've been around for so long, you would have to like decide like okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna it's, like be fucking evil to the core, or you know right. I'm gonna be I've got to like deal with this in some way. You know it, that's what's so interesting. It's like how do you deal with being it's immortal? more difficult. It's more difficult to be. Uh, optimistic after all that and yeah. that's that's what's so beautiful it's like dude it's george bailey it's paddington bear and it's Connor mcleod <laughs> there you go the pantheon of optimistic characters <laughs> of just wonderful like wonderful characters. that's i think man that might get like the core of it like when someone's immortal and they know they're immortal it's like how do they choose to go about that life because um we all operate on the idea of like we're gonna die at some point so it's uh-huh. like we're all like what do we have to do with our lives but the, if you have no end in sight wouldn't that like radically change how you you know what i mean it would just change how you think about things if you don't right. have to think about your expiration date um how do you choose to live your life how do you deal with all that like i, I that's the part i'm like what would i do if i was immortal that's a, i think it's a great question for like why i think this could appeal to so many people and the mm-hmm. why they brought the fucking franchise back is like because everybody can put themselves in the shoes of like well if i could live forever what would i be doing you know right um so what what, what you're saying is we need to write highlander resurrection exactly trademark <laughs> trademark tm matt and hayden matt and hayden uh, maybe highlander awakening maybe <laughs> maybe uh we call it well i always say highlander the gathering maybe use that but i don't want the gathering necessarily to happen <laughs> I always, no 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 gathering no gathering because no gathering, i don't want it to end i don't want it to be like we finished the story again um wait what if we just call it highlander <laughs> i mean that's very popular right highlander now. 3d <laughs> 3d there you go oh <laughs> highlander walks among us <laughs> Go back to those old universal titles. Oh, um, I, oh I, I, another another quick little thing. I love that the last bit of their training, uh, oh. he and Ramirez, yeah. is that he's like, oh, we've come to it at last. He's like, <laughs> and then they just like gallivant on a beach feeling like stags. <laughs> he's like, you must feel like the stag. And then they just like run across the beach and jump off a cliff. <laughs> Listen, that's what being immortal is all about. Dude, it is it is so good. He's like, you must be one with the deer. And we're gonna (laughs) jump off this cliff. He's like, this is the quickening. Feel the quickening now, McLeod. Uh, Yo, we're getting quick. McLeod. Uh yeah, they they, that's their thing. Sorry, I mean that's very funny. Oh, please. They brought up because again, so much is untold about the immortals. Like people have this idea that they are somehow tied to like fairies like magic and that they have some weird like connection with nature because uh. that thing about that scene kind of like do they have the, the morals have some kind of like kind of um connection to just creatures and nature and things like well, that and clearly they're tied into the elements because i mean lightning you know like anytime uh anytime there is a great um 
you know, a quickening. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime a there's like quickening yeah. going on. Yeah. They're, they're, they're clearly tied into something beyond. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's funny. I was like, man, those quickenings where they go all out. I feel like they would draw a lot of attention wherever you go. And it's like, <laughs> it's funny because they all look like they would cost a lot of money with like pyro and explosions and sparks. And like, that was what the show never skimped on that. I feel like most of the budget went to when they would kill somebody and you get a quickening because, because it was always a quickening. Did you get a quickening every episode? No, because sometimes, like I said, yeah, I was like, about to say, it, I mean, a lot, I think a lot, but it was like, there was times when he would just try to help like some immortal, like get out of a situation, I think, or like, you know, um, tell a story or like, uh, like I'm trying to think, um, like the one I mentioned with like the kid, there's a kid who shows up who's like 12 because they got killed at 12 and they're stuck at that age. And like, mm-hmm. I think that kid gimmick was like he would like sucker people in like i'm just an innocent kid and then like he, they feel bad for him and he would maybe try to kill them but i think in that episode <laughs> it ended with like what, hey, what else can, what else can you do? <laughs> you know it's like um like cronenberg's the fucking brood or something with those little creepy bastards running around i don't know but oh, i think it ended with like duncan mcleod kind of like just kind of saying like you don't need to do this man like don't don't i can't imagine he'd be headed a 12 year old like, um, well, he's not 12. Well, he's... but the actor was 12. Yeah. You know I, mean? yeah, I can't imagine just... the visual of them like yeah. cutting it 12. <laughs> just... Oh, it's so interesting. I don't remember. I don't remember what happens. Like, let's say you're an immortal, but you go your whole life and you just die of old age. I think you, I think you have to be killed in like a violent or a sudden way. Otherwise, I think your immortal, your immortality is not unlocked. I think. Yeah, yeah, well, oh, gotcha. Okay. And they, and they say, again, this is all like made up fan lore, but I find it so interesting. They think that there's like a, there's almost like a pull or something like cosmically brings people to a point where they will get killed. Like they've been murdered or be in a car accident or get right. stabbed. But like, I think that it's like canon that like, if you are just like a person who lives their whole life and never gets killed in that way, your immortality never unlocks and you just die and you're just gone. It's like, you don't, you that don't like die. Sad. like yeah also i would think it'd be it would suck to be like 90 and then you get killed like in a car accident you come back as a 90 year old (laughs) so so this lore is really just trying to get people to start fights (laughs) find out if you're an immortal tonight it's all it's all about like being drawn to conflict i feel like it's like you're drawn to conflict to get killed and then become an immortal you're drawn to like they have the whole like i call it the spider sense of like they know when other immortals like near and Mm -hmm. then they can fight each other if they want i guess but then you know sometimes they're cool with each other like mcleod and uh the guy he meets in the park whose name i'm uh blank cashier what is his name um yeah i i always because they he that guy only really gets two scenes castigar yeah yeah. um seems like a cool guy doesn't get much screen time he does seem like a cool guy i'm like dude like again there's just so much here you know like yeah Oh, it's <laughs> it's hinting at so much but it's like i don't know i i think it's perfect the way it is but it gives you just enough to be able to come up with your own shit about yeah, it it's, that's so good <laughs> you've nailed on the head it gives you just enough to like go off on all these like kind of tangents what if scenarios and tangents yeah. and like what if this happens and ask all these questions like well what if an immortal um there's a whole thing about holy ground they can't find a holy ground. We didn't mention that. And it's like, what happens if you do fight on holy ground? I think there's like some implication in the show or another movie where they say like two immortals did fight on holy ground. And they might've caused uh, Pompeii because oh, they fought on holy Jesus. ground. <laughs> so yeah. Oh my God. Stuff like that just completely is like 
yes, I want more of that. Like, cause I'm also kind of a history nerd. So I feel like mm. that plays into like, it's always some historical time period or event they're involved in. Like, mm-hmm. um, and just fascinating. I don't know. There's so, there's just so much to get out of the high. Well, cause you brought up his friend and like, uh, for all intents and purposes, that guy's probably just in the movie so they can have another beheading. But like, <laughs> but it, I don't know. He, 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 like they pull it off because I, I never think about it that way. Right. Cause there's so much like with the immortals where it's just like, Oh, we're old friends. We haven't seen each other for like a hundred years, you know? <laughs> and it's like, that was a lot of the show too. So many people would come in who were like his friends and they didn't want to fight. You know what I mean? It was just mm-hmm. like, they're like an old friend in the scene for like decades and they just swing by and, hang out which is also a cool idea it's just like immortals like hanging out and sharing stories of like oh remember that time we went and fought in the civil war and like you know like <laughs> yeah killed a bunch of uh so guys. you know it's like this yeah. re- so this reminds me because like uh the uh the guy who came up with the the guy who wrote it he said i can't remember he had two main uh moments of inspiration i forget one of them but the other was when he was like at a museum and looking at all of these, uh, all of this armor, all of these swords and weapons throughout history. And he was like, what if you owned all of this and you had used it throughout every, you know, war in history? Like if you were an immortal and that kind of got him started. And so I was, it brought to mind, did you ever hear about Gladiator 2? No, I did not. Okay. I'm about to make you really sad that this never happened. Okay. So Nick Cave wrote a uh, Nick Cave of Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds fame mm-hmm. and and has written some movies for like a John Hillcoat and whatnot. And uh, he he wrote a spec script. I don't know if it's a spec script. I, I honestly don't know what spec means. He, <laughs> he, he wrote a script a long time ago, for a, a sequel to Gladiator. And it was going to be Maximus. It was going to open on Maximus in the underworld, killing Hades or whatever, and getting back into uh, reality. And he's an immortal. And it follows him throughout every significant war in history as he fights through all of them. And I don't know any more anything more about it, but Ridley Scott was on board. Russell Crowe was on board. It was almost... I don't, I don't, I won't say it was almost made, but it almost went into production. But wow. uh, the pe- <laughs> the people with the money were like, no one's going to watch this. <laughs> Man, that does make me sad that that. Uh... It's just Highlander. It's, it's, it's Highlander, yeah. but Gladiator. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I'm not even the biggest fan of Ridley Scott's Gladiator. I mean, I, I like, like it. I, but, like, um, I like Gladiator, yeah. I just saw it the first time like last year and I was kind of like, yeah, that was good. You know? What a wild <laughs> swing for a sequel though. That's a real, that's a real <laughs> wild, I you know, never heard that story before. That's an insane swing for a sequel. Uh, like, yeah, it's one of those crazy unmade uh, unmade movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I um, I don't know. I This is again, I don't know why they have not gotten Highlander back off the ground. And you could just do a thing where Connor McClass to fight like an evil mortal who wants to kill him. It doesn't have to be the end of the, you know, it doesn't have to be for the prize. It doesn't need to be. No. For, and you could do all these like things like, you know, like a, like a TV show, like bring the watchers in who like the, the secret group and bring in like, hey, there's so much, just there's so much to mind. All these characters you could bring in like his old friends who are also immortals. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Get us on it. Well, <laughs> did you, do you know what the original title for the movie was? I don't think I read that. No, what is it? 
the Dark Knight. Oh. <laughs> well, I don't like that nearly as much. <laughs> no. Um, There's there that's just a bad name for a movie. There would never be a good movie. <laughs> Who would ever call a movie the Dark Knight? I'd rather uh, call a movie the Adam Project. <laughs> Uh, oh boy uh do you have any other notes on highlander I no, no, no that was my last one do you have highlander related questions because this is my only chance to use all this highlander no no no. i'm saying we get back together and we do highlander to the quickening I, I i do want to see the renegade cut and i and because i was supposed to write down a series of questions for you and i forgot to do oh that. no this so is i've not- asked i've asked you the ones that have popped up in my mind but i mean like I just love how, so they go, they go like in depth in the show. They, they pretty much, I would imagine from the way you talk about it, they kind of answer basically every question you could have had. They mine like every facet of like Highlander, what you could imagine. I feel like, Uh like what happens to this kind of immortal? What happens to this person? Like, um, but I still feel like there's stuff to do. You know what I mean? It doesn't feel like, oh yeah, there's just different avenues to take. And then they bring up, new mythology well, like it's I an said. idea that just spawns more ideas like it's just a <laughs> it's a gift that keeps on giving kind of situation yeah that's how it feels honestly and uh i'm surprised they kind of got out when they I did it. i guess better to kind of well like like the kurgan says better to burn out than to fade away <laughs> like, i love it i love that moment <laughs> um man yeah i uh oh sorry i <laughs> hit something there but uh but yeah they uh they, yeah, they pretty much mine everything. This is what I'm saying. Like, give it another chance. I I could probably even go through and look at the first season and say, hey, you can skip this episode, skip this episode. <laughs> like, um, watch, you should definitely, I almost told you it was very short notice, but I was like, man, Hayden should at least watch the the pilot episode again because of Christopher Lambert coming back as Connor McLeod. I've and never seen the pilot. I need I I would watch the pilot. You should sure. go watch that. It's it's interesting because you get Connor McLeod and Duncan McLeod together and uh um it's a good first episode i think and then it yeah kind of gets, settles into this whole like bad guy of the week thing and like um doesn't do a lot with the whole mythology there's a i just watched a whole video on youtube about like the history of the show <laughs> it was very interesting like about how everybody was like okay season two we gotta fucking kick this up a notch and get into the lore because we're not really doing anything right now <laughs> so uh-huh. um yeah i mean the show's great i think i mean it's still like expect like a kind of at times cheesy lower-ish budget sure yeah, yeah show. it's from that era but i i would imagine like does it hold up to like uh something like hercules or xena something like that i think so yeah i think i think okay, it's on cool. par maybe i think actually compared to other syndicated shows i feel like it has more of a budget honestly um oh, okay most of the time i mean just the, i think the lead guy is a very under adrian paul played duncan McLeod, very underrated actor because i feel like he could do a lot of things he's like um romantic kind of lead he's a handsome guy but he can do the action stuff and you believe him and funny and charming like he really was a i thought he was a great lead for the show um and yeah i just i don't know i'm obviously a big fan of that show i talked about it a bunch but um i just <laughs> you're in the bag for it for sure so in the bag like i'm so in this highlander <laughs> lore and i feel like this was such a scattered brand episode i'm sorry buddy if this was like what the, these guys are all yeah i want to formally apologize <laughs> to everyone <laughs> that i did not have uh, i did not have like a clear momentum in my brain i just i had a list of random notes and i was like oh heather oh oh ramirez oh this oh that oh and it's surprisingly 
I think, tasteful amount of Sean Connery uh, <laughs> impression. I thought it'd be more Sean Connery impressions throughout I the episode. Done but the uh... entire episode like this. <laughs> what a shagish. <laughs> what a shagish. So, so funny. Oh, I'm an immortal. I'm an immortal, McLeod. Uh... He had, dude. He had drip. His. He did that guy. Whew. He dressed like a. Hmm. <laughs> that is a man who en- who enjoyed being immortal. He did, and uh, Sean Connor, I think, loved doing this. You, did you read that him and Christopher Lambert became like really good friends? No, I didn't. And that's why they wanted to do the second one together uh, because they were still good friends. And oh, that's uh, so awesome. Sean Connery made this movie, and he was only they only had him for like a week. They had him for like seven days, and he made a million dollars. Um, feels like <laughs> they had him for more. I do wish he was in the movie a little more. I mean, it's not his story. I do too. But... I'm always kind of surprised how quickly he's, you know. But now that I know they had him for a week, I'm like, well, they got a lot in a week. (laughs) They got a (laughs) lot done. Um, And he, I mean, like his presence definitely hangs over the whole movie. Like he, he's not a blink and you miss it kind of like performance. Like there's a reason most people just think about him whenever they think about Highlander. Right. Right. He's, he's, he's awesome. And just wild enough that leaves a definite impression on you. Yeah, yeah. They uh I'm trying to think of anything else before we wrap up because I feel like I had so much to say. <laughs> but um yeah, I don't know. I love it. I wish they'd I, I I would welcome a reboot just to get more Highlander stuff back out there. <laughs> like I'm I'm hoping for that re uh reboot remake, whatever it is. Honestly, it'd be cool if it was a sequel. <laughs> Sounds yeah, like we I guess it again. it'd have to I guess it'd have to be a reboot, but yeah, like unless you just again retcon the whole thing and say like oh no it didn't end but it has such a clear ending it's like you can't uh-huh. you're kind of stuck you, i think you have to reboot it honestly and then just kind of uh and then just tell start over and don't end it this time that's the mistake like don't, don't <laughs> here's go. the mistake don't end it <laughs> stop it it's like the one time i don't want a movie to have a like a distinct ending i'm like don't well just don't go for the whole gathering the whole prize situation because that that's you can't do anything after that. You're stuck. You paint, you write yourself into a corner as right. the sequels clearly showed us. Like, um, God, the third one just fucking breaks every part of it. It's just trying to do all this stuff to like get things like retconned. And it's like fucking nonsense. Like I, I could not believe how much it not like the third movie after well, like, I'm, I, I am, I'm going to plant my foot and say, we're going to revisit Highlander because okay. I want to watch these sequels <laughs> and I need you to usher me through them. I think the only one because you're the only, you're a bigger Highlander nerd than my friend, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, You've I got Paul, all the knowledge. I, yeah. I, I won the prize. <laughs> You've won the prize. There could be only one Highlander <laughs> fan. as you. The only movie worth doing another episode on its own is definitely Highlander 2. The other ones I don't think warrant a whole episode. You could watch them. We could talk about them in the Highlander okay. 2 episode. May- but- okay. I-, I hate to be that guy to invite himself on later, but like, I'm thinking I'm going to try and watch. What if what if we tried to watch 2, 3, 4, and 5, and then we make a Highlander 2 episode, but then we kind of just talk about the other ones? We can talk. We can talk about all the sequels in general and make it a highlight. Okay. That's what I'm saying. We should do. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, okay. Because yeah. I would like to watch Highlander Endgame a lot. Because I hope it's as good as I remember it being. But that might have been because I was a huge like mark for the show at that point. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down. And then mark, sources. Mark me down. Unbelievably bad. I don't know. The I don't source. know if I could do it. I don't know if I could do it again. I but... will watch the source just 
for the just for my first impression but the thing oh this is the other part though where you're gonna watch like the, the the tv show really sets up some things for the end game movie and the source uh-huh. a lot of those it's not just duncan mcleod there's other characters in the show who show up in those movies okay i will not <laughs> promise that i can watch the whole show fair enough <laughs> but if you gave me a short list of like episodes okay i could dip my toes <laughs> i can do this i think i have to go back through it and like <laughs> check things i'm out. i'm mainly <laughs> i'm gonna keep you busy <laughs> i'm gonna give work. you a bunch no. of stuff to do <laughs> i mean it's work that i enjoy i'm like hell yeah i'm in um so yeah okay I, we have gone on for a very long time but i had a, so much fun talking about highlander obviously i think that's come through <laughs> so i'm sorry to talk about the movie as much but i feel like we covered most of the things in the movie i want to talk about so i mean the movie is just like it's it, at this point i believe it has surpassed cult status I, I believe it is a classic right i i think so yeah i mean i think so i don't know maybe a I, minor <laughs> classic in terms of in the grand scheme of themes uh grand scheme of things but this movie is amazing listen i agree 100 i'm with you i was like man like i said before this movie just gives me like everything i want in a movie sword fights this- romance Great the characters. same, yeah. absolutely. The same year I saw this, I also watched around the same time. I watched Streets of Fire for the first time, and uh, Excalibur. And these are all older movies that not a lot of people really talk about too much. But like all of them, after each one, I was like, "This is a new favorite. This is a new favorite. This is a new favorite." <laughs> and like it exists in that, in that like, just that that space where I'm like. Uh, it just like gets my fist pumping whenever I think about it. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, yeah, agreed. Uh, so <laughs> I think we've told our love for Highlander very clearly <laughs> on this episode. Yeah. So I am glad we did this because I've been wanting this episode for a long time. It was like penciling. Like when I first started doing the show, I was like, movies talk about Highlander was on the list. So um, <laughs> glad you were down for it. Uh, this was a ton of fun. Anything else before we wrap up completely? <laughs> uh, I want to say heart, faith, and steel. And in the end, there can be only one. Damn it. I should have saved that for the end. Oh, that's okay. We, you can do it again. You, do okay. it Do it at the end. Do it in the Christopher Lambert uh, accent. Then you're okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. I, I, I cannot replicate his, his fucking accent because it's. I don't I, know if I can either. It sounds really good in my head, but. Uh... It sounds good to me. So I'm, I, you know, I think you, I think you got it. Uh, so anyway. Um, Oh, yes. I, we will wrap up now. <laughs> and uh, hope everyone enjoyed this. Uh, Hayden, what, anything you want to plug? Ooh, okay. Um, this will come out. Let me tell you, because you don't, like, April, like, 10th, 11-ish. Okay. So, Mark and I were recently on an episode of Schlock and Awe, which I think will have come out by the time this came out. Um, I either will be or have been uh, on an episode of uh, Cobwebs as well. Oh, so, nice. Okay. Yeah. So that that's in the works. Uh, I don't want to <laughs> jinx it, but yeah, that, that that's in the works. So yeah, and then uh, as always, you can find me on Letterboxd at Hayden Comes Alive. Yeah, some people should be following you there because that's uh, you and Mark have some of my favorite views on Letterboxd. Always fun. So. That means so, as since that is like the only social media I use, that means so much to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean that's good. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to hear the Cobbles episode because I was wondering if you would. You know, I, I felt like it was a matter of time type situation with cobwebs. So I was. Well, here's uh, the problem. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. I, it, as it turns out, I really, outside of horror, 
I haven't really seen that much, that many older movies that Dan hasn't already talked about. <laughs> so okay, yeah so like uh, i mean i've like i've i've seen a lot of horror movies and i've seen a lot of the classic older movies but uh my knowledge on pre-70s is scattershot at best so like but the movie that i was always like i'm i'm going to do everything i can to eventually talk to dan about this movie that's the movie that uh we're we're just going to go ahead and uh, cover immediately so <laughs> yeah. all right i'm looking forward to this um oh yeah so all right cool um and yeah for our stuff it's the uh the usual uh you can follow the podcast on twitter at film feast pod you can follow me on twitter at maplet 87 um you can follow me and the podcast on instagram at film feast all one word um and that's it for this time everybody so we will talk to you next time as always remember heart faith and steel and in the end there can be only one. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect.